You're listening to the General Geekery podcast. Welcome to General Geekery, episode 15. I am Brian, your host, and with me, as always, is JD. Howdy ho! And we have a well-planned-out, very thoughtful show today. And that laughter in the background is my wife. I I was going to say, I I think the peanut gallery is adding two cents in there. Yes. No, that laughter in the background is my wife laughing at me because we have no guest and we have no plan tonight. So hey, we do have sort of a plan. We put together five minutes ago. So I was gonna say we we uh, we kicked around two or three topics of conversation. So and and inevitably, what will happen is we'll talk about two of them, come up with the third one, and completely forget one of the ones we were planning. Well, I wrote about. stuff down this time. So Holy shit. Yeah, I, I actually wrote stuff down, so we won't forget it. Uh, which, oh. one of the things we, we were hoping to do was to introduce uh, Jimbo, who's been uh, a guest on a couple of podcasts as our uh, regular third host. But... Um, doesn't look like he's going to be able to make it at this point in time. It might be on later tonight. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, we are going to go. Yeah, with he was the... supposed to be our new regular co-host, and yeah. he's not here. So um, I don't know if that's irony or not. But I think um, it is. Um, but that's uh, well, you know, shit happened. So so we were talking about, uh, and this is one of the things we used to do on the old podcasts is recent acquisitions and. Uh, thanks to Facebook, social media, um, I saw that somebody had posted, well, I didn't get it for this price, but I saw that somebody had posted it, and I sent the link to JD, and he did get it at this price. I recently got the um, three and three quarter inch, uh, they called it like deluxe figure, I think, uh, Falcon from uh, Civil War with the interchangeable heads, the backpack with the wings, the backpack without the wings, Red Bird. Um, and it's red wing, red wing, sorry, uh, <laughs> whatever, you know, um, and it's very well articulated. The sculpting is very nice. The paint jobs is, is not bad. It's a little skinny for my taste. Um, for as big of guy as Anthony Mackie is, uh, nah, that's kind of my big, my big point is, especially in the legs, the legs are, he's got toothpick legs. Well, the the Marvel line, um, they tend to they tend to run a little undersized anyway. They're they're not they're not really scaled with like the Joes. Um, they're they're sort of well they are to a point, but um, they're not as not as realistic, I guess. Um, style wise, I guess they are, but they're not. Um, like proportion wise, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they they tend to be a little bit skinny and a little bit 
Um, like it's like they they scale the. Uh, it's like whatever they they take like what the real person's height is, and instead of like the Joes, you kind of you kind of think that if these were real people, um, they'd be, you know, they have a they have height differences, but it, it's kind of realistic where the Marvel stuff across the board they tend to all be a little bit short and a little bit skinny and one uniform height. Yeah. Uh, so they blend okay, but I, I have a feeling that that Falcon is going to be more. Um, if I if I stand him with my Joes, it's going to be kind of like Wolverine in the comics next to the rest of the X Men. Mm, yeah, that's a good a good analogy. Um, I was going to mention that uh, the the reason that I the sent the link to JD is they had a lightning deal on Amazon, which is a one day deal, and they had it for less than eight bucks. I think it was like seven fifty and some change. Yep, and uh, well, because I wasn't going to buy it at Toys R Us for twenty. Right. Um, now, I almost irony, did a couple of times, but decided not to. Well, and then, and then, well, after shipping, which was like six bucks, all right, the damn thing was still almost 15, but that's still, I guess, better than paying 20. Really? There's shipping on that? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not a prime. Oh, customer, I've got prime, so. so. Um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a prime. I, I don't really order often enough from them to justify me paying the hundred bucks for it. Yeah, no, um, I've, I've got it. And we uh, watched some of the video stuff too, so. Well, I mean, I've got the Prime Video, uh, uh, which is ten bucks a month, but yeah, not not the shipping. I don't, uh, I don't order. I tend to order from them either some stuff for Christmas or some stuff for the kids' birthdays, and otherwise I don't really order much. Gotcha. So. Uh, I got it, uh, I think, the week before, and they had it half of, it was for 10 bucks with free shipping, so, yeah, I only paid a couple bucks more for it, so I'm not too heartbroken. I almost almost got one for, a second one for a custom, but, yeah, I don't know. I did a, a custom of the, of him in the uh, Winter Soldier the version of his uniform in the Winter Soldier, and I, I kind of prefer that to the the uh, Avengers 2 Captain America 3 outfit, so I'm happy with it. Um, I don't forget, he was an Ant-Man in that, too. So. Oh, yeah, Ant-Man 2, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I forgot. I was like, ah, I'm missing one here, but no. Uh, all in all, I think it's a good figure. I think, geez, for the price, yeah. I mean, it's 20 bucks at... at um, at Toys R Us, and then you're paying sales tax, so you're looking at, you know... 24 bucks maybe uh yeah i was gonna say i think it i think i i, I think if i was to buy it at toys r us i think that one that one falcon figure after taxes would cost just about as much as those new joe three packs do because those are 22 plus tax so All right, was uh, it now was it 20 was it 1999 at toys r us or was it 25 uh no the 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 three Twenty two ninety nine, and then the two packs are no the Falcon I figure. Think, oh, um, uh, you know what? Actually, you know what? I think it's like twenty one ninety nine. Okay, so um, it's not, it's not you don't 25. get any bang for your buck there. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's got the extra accessories and stuff, but I really think the figure could have been done 
for maybe 18, but yeah. Um, I mean, this is the same place that also charges, um, you know, 65 for a, for a three pack of Marvel legends figures. Um, right. Or, you know, 60 or 65. Yeah. Cause, uh, I was, cause, uh, there was one there with, the. I think it's uh the vision and then it's, uh, Falcon cap and Kate Bishop, uh, or Hawkeye too, and she's, I mean, she's a great figure, and the Falcon Cap is an excellent figure, but not for 65 bucks for the three-pack. Yeah, um, I, I really, my heart goes out to the Legends collectors. I mean, I, I do collect Marvel Legends, but I only collect Iron Man Marvel Legends. When I say um, that, I've got, I, I've got, you know, the Deadpool that came out this year, and the Punisher that came out this year, but so ninety nine percent of my ninety nine percent of my Marvel Legends collection is just Iron Man. So, and I I don't I'll buy those least if I can get them. I don't know how the Legends and Star Wars Black Series collectors do it when the figures are twenty and twenty two each, and that's just that's just for the basic stuff. Um, nah, I mean, and and all of those uh, both lines have have all kind of like store exclusives and stuff so yeah that's even more um uh oh and oh well and the frustration that a lot of collectors have is um for the store exclusives outside of uh toys r us uh i hear horror stories of people never being able to get them i mean now toys r us they do but that's because they order them by like the boatload right um because last the last time I was at Toys R Us, um, which was when I finally found the rest of the the new Joe figures, um, they had, uh, I think they had about 15 of those Imperial hover tank pilots from Rogue One. Yeah. Um, and then last year, they had, I think it was a Force Awakens Snowtrooper officer. Okay. And it was the same thing. They had a shitload of them on an end cap. Um, whereas Walmart has a six inch, um, Scarif Stormtrooper, and from what I understand, it's an absolute nightmare to get a hold of. And, um, Target, their exclusives tend to be two packs or three packs, and mm-hmm. they peg warm, but that's simply because, um, you know, the, the, it's the cost of them versus what you get. You know, people don't care that much. I mean, I saw um, I saw the 6-inch Rogue One 3-pack that they have, and uh, the Death Trooper that comes in it is different than the Death Trooper uh, that's single-boxed. I was um, just going to mention that. It's funny you should yeah, say that. He's got, yeah, he's got, he's got, you know, he's got the extra gear and... Uh, or he's he's more like he's one of the Death Trooper variations. Like he's got the pauldron on, but he's got like extra armament and stuff on his uh, web gear. Um, so he's different. And then the Cassian Andor figure that comes in there is the one that you see. It's the version of him from the first Rogue One trailer where he's got the he's got the brown jacket and uh, the tan trousers and. He looks a lot like uh, the 
battle the the Viper pilots in uh, uh-huh. Battlestar Galactica in the original series where they have the uh, they have their officers' uniforms and he's dressed a lot like that and it's really cool. Um, but then the Jin Urso that comes in that set is the exact same Jin Urso figure that's already out because uh, it was introduced as a San Diego Comic Con exclusive over the summer, uh-huh. and then. Uh, and then she was repackaged in the basic uh, red and black um, box for Rogue Friday. And then in that three-pack, she's the same Jen Urso again. Um, so I have a feeling people, they want, you know, I, I think a lot of collectors, they would buy it for the Death Trooper if they were army building. Or they would buy it for Cassian. Um, if they want, you know, if they could pay the money, but I think that they would move a lot faster if they had done a different gin figure. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many variations they can do on her. Um, they, the, uh, the six inch black series Kmart exclusive of gin has like the rain poncho and, and the battlefield cap on. So it's almost like, um, it's almost like this time Kmart got the good six inch exclusive. Cause I know last year they had Ray and Kylo, but they were the same Ray and Kylo figures, right. but they came with like the, like the display bases that are like snow yes. and ice Yeah, for the, um, and I think they had a little bit of snow paint detail on them. But those aren't very exciting, whereas the Jin no. figure they got is in a completely different outfit, and the display base she comes on is like, uh, it's like a rock formation or like part of a mountain or something. It's freaking cool looking, but then they go and charge $26 for it. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the Target three-pack last year, the, the two-pack last year, was the Riot Gear Stormtrooper from The Force Awakens versus Poe Dameron. Yep. Uh, and he was wearing he was wearing the the outfit that uh, he wore in the movie when he went to see Laura Santeca. So he's got the tan jacket and the trousers. Um, but it doesn't make any sense why they did that because in that scene with the Riot Control Stormtrooper, well, it's a Stormtrooper that basically yells, Traitor! Right. And then, you know, Finn fights him with the lightsaber. Um, I'm not quite sure why they did it that way, because uh, Cassian and Poe both could have been the individual uh, releases. And then, well, it sucks, because, like, the Cassian figure that they put out for Rogue Friday that is the basic single-boxed one is in that one with that with the snow parka and the hat on. And it's a significantly horrid-looking figure. Um, I, uh, I've, I've got, I've only got a couple of the Black Series figures, but I wouldn't, even if I could afford them, I wouldn't collect a lot of them because the paint jobs aren't great. Oh, I've seen um, pictures of them. Some of them are just atrocious. Yeah, they, yeah, they're bad. Um, I mean, all the figures wearing helmets and masks tend to come out real well. Um, and then irony of ironies is. 
none of the Han Solo figures they've done have looked good uh, or consistent. Uh, they've done a few Luke Skywalkers, in my opinion. Eh, none of them are all that great. Um, Leia figure, though, well, they're both pretty terrible. Um, the three PO figure that they that they just put out, he sucks. Um, but then, but then I've got the the Kane and Jarrus figure from Rebels. He's a gorgeous figure. The face is beautifully painted. All the detail, none of the paint apps are weird or wonky. And then the Sabine figure that's about to come out, uh, same thing. Uh, she's got a great face sculpt and and amazing paint apps. And then like the uh, like the crazy old wizard Ben Kenobi that they put out for uh, Comic Con yeah. and the one that's uh, he's being repackaged. Uh, in the single box in the same series. He looks great. But then you look at the Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan they did two years ago, and he looked like shit. Um, so it's like there's no consistency at all across the board. The the, the single box Poe Dameron they did for Force Awakens in the, in the X-Wing pilot outfit, the figure looked like shit. Like, the face sculpt was just... I mean, the face sculpt wasn't great, but the paint apps killed it and but then again the one that was in the target two pack in the in the civilian outfit he looked he looked he was he was better painted not great but better um i don't know it's so weird for for a premium collector's line they don't have premium collectors uh paint jobs and if i was if i was collecting them uh i would be seriously annoyed at the cost versus the quality. Well, it's funny you should mention the um, Death Troopers too, because no, <clears throat> as long as well as exclusives, because of course, exclusive to Walmart <clears throat> are the st- three and three quarter inch Star Wars black figures. Um, and I was lucky enough that my my wife uh, hit a Walmart that was kind of out of the way, and she found uh, she was able to get two of the Death Troopers for me. And they are nice figures. They are very well sculpted. The articulation is very, very nice for Star Wars figures. It's like the um, super articulated clone trooper. It's like that articulation. Yeah, I was going to say, they've got like the vintage collection level articulation. Yeah. He just had that one wonky detail that you pointed out to me that I'm amused by. Yeah, that the I compared that one, the Star Wars Black Series one, to the five pointer of articulation one that came in the two pack, and I actually like the head sculpt on the two pack better. Um. Well, uh, you know, if you if you only had the one figure, you wouldn't have known the discrepancy. Yes. But Brian sent me he texted me a picture of of the the articulated one versus the the uh the limited articulated one and there's a significant difference in the size of their helmets yeah. um the one that comes on uh on the black series version is undersized it is. there's no way that there's a human head underneath that death trooper helmet. Whereas if you look at the, um, 
the five POA version, which is, uh, I mean, it's a it, it's a little bit skinny. The it's figure itself, very skinny. but the helmet's bigger, and you could tell that there's definitely, like, it's sized so that so that uh, there would be a human head under there. It's very strange. So you do a head swap, and suddenly you have a perfect death trooper. Yeah, and that's odd. that's what I did. I did a head swap on mine. Put the five POA on the on the super articulated one, and it's I, I love the figure. I mean, I've I'm a big fan. Of anything black, you know. Basically, I, I have a a carded black hole trooper still. The black. Star I was going to say Brian's Brian's one of the people that they uh, that the that the all black uh, uh, stealth uh, repaints of things. Yes. Yeah, Brian's all about. Oh yeah, so. I've got you know. Stealth Iron Man figures. I think that was that was my first Iron Man custom. Was painting one black with a metallic blue wash on it, and that was the stealth armor. And you know, I, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of anything black. So black Star Wars, you know, Death Trooper. I'm like, yeah, I'm all over that. So yeah, it's it's definitely an awesome figure. Get it if you can. Um, but yeah, the the five POA one, it's five POA. I was going, I got one, I was going to customize it like I did with the Captain Phasma and the First Order Stormtrooper from um, Force Awakens, but it is so skinny, so skinny that I don't know if I can get joints in this thing. Not standard, you know, I normally use an old beater G.I. Joe figure. I don't know that I can get G.I. Joe joints in this thing. Probably not. And, I mean, I had a little trouble with the Captain Phasma and the First Order Stormtrooper because they were a little on the skinny side, too, um, compared to, like, the 30th Anniversary Stormtroopers and, uh, like, the Republic Commandos. But, yeah, man, I just... It just burns me to see what they're doing to the Star Wars line. I just... It kills me. I mean, I, as much money that I have spent on Star Wars action figures over the years, and I, I just, and as much as I love the vintage line, and it just, uh, it just kills me. And as many Star Wars customs as I've done, you know, I, I at least need fodder still, but the the figures are, are are crap, and the ones that I would like to get, they're exclusive to Walmart and. You're lucky if you can get them because the scalpers get them. I don't know. It's got to be super annoying. I'm just. I'm glad that. Um, I'm glad that the. Uh, I'm glad I'm not nearly enough of a completist to worry about store exclusives. Honestly, there's. There isn't one that I've gone. I mean. There's not one that I've gone after in years uh, because I don't. I don't care that much. I don't need it that bad. Um, I remember when they first were released, before Emily found them, Brian's like, oh, can you check your Walmart? I'm like, my Walmart doesn't have shit. They don't stock. They don't get anything. Uh, the only six-inch figures they have over there literally are still Finn, uh, Count Zuvio, or Constable Zuvio, uh, the the six-inch uh, Guavian Death Gang guy with the, you know, guy that's the red and black, uh, whatever the hell they were from, uh, force awakens. And they've got, um, 
well now Kylo because he's shipping in the with the Rogue One figures. There's there there's a metric ton of them. Um, but that's it. They don't have anything else for the six inch line, and the Black Series three and three quarter inch line. It's nothing but Finn and Poe and Han. Right. That shitty Han Solo figure they put out last year. That's it. There's nothing else over there. And there won't be because if that store even gets them, they're not. Um, yeah, if that store even bothers to stock them, scalpers grab them right away. Yeah. So, or one of the, one of the nice other things, collectors. One of the nice things that I've heard, because um, I know it's either. I'm not positive which one's coming out. It's either the Scarif Stormtrooper or the Hover Tank Pilot in the three and three quarter inch black. It's the Scarif Stormtrooper. Scarif I Stormtrooper. want one, but it's not going to happen. We'll see. Uh, I saw the caseload. They are packing them three to a case. Really? Yes. No, there's a chance in hell then. Yes. Awesome. Yep. yep. Um, there is definitely a chance in hell because finally they realized, hey, you know, this is an army builder. People want it. Three to a case. Yeah, I was going to say, how about if we put more than one in the case, fuckers? Because I think that's, um, I'm guessing that's what the, I'm guessing the Death Troopers are one to a case because they only only found three, found three of them. And you, um, and three's about the case, you know, you know, about the number of cases that a Walmart will, will get. Well, I don't know how many ship in the, ship in the cases, but, um, it's usually twelve figures, I, I think. But I, I know they were shipping with Jin, and I want to say I think they're shipping with. Um, now I was going to say maybe they're shipping with the Royal Guard and Lando and yeah. Admiral Akbar and Ahsoka, yep. but I'm not sure about that. That's um, that's but those are the figures that are with it. Uh, Emily said that she saw the Lando, the Imperial Guard, and I think the Admiral Akbar. Yeah. Oh, she didn't see that one. But but the Lando and the Imperial Guard. See, it was a trap. It might have been. Might have been. Yeah. Could be. Um, I'm just but, glad I got my Death Troopers. I, you know, I'm like, I want two. I want one to open, one to keep on the, keep well, in the box. And I want, I want the Scarif Stormtrooper, but that's for one reason. Because those guys are the coolest Imperial Troopers ever. Now, Aside my from favorite, the Death Troopers, yes. My favorite... Uh, uh, troopers of any kind from Star Wars up until now was the camouflage clones from Revenge of the Sith. The uh, the uh, the vaguely biker scout looking forty uh, first elite from the Battle of Kashyyyk. Those were my favorites, along with Commander Gree, who was basically the standard clone. Uh, Phase two armor, but he was in the he was in the he was in the black and green uh, camel variation. Okay, I got so a question were, for you there. Those, yeah, those were always my favorites. Okay, then, now are we talking figure or character? Because some of the figures didn't. Oh, appear I'm in... talking characters. Okay. The figures sucked. Um, well, because I was going to say my favorite trooper figure is the Imperial um, Naval Commando that I was telling you about. Um, yeah, no, I'm talking about the, the, the troopers that you see on the screen. Yeah, um, no, that's they were always the camo clones. And then when I first saw the pictures of the Scarif Stormtrooper, I th- think they're officially called the Shore Troopers. But um, 
when I when I saw a picture of those, like when I saw a picture of the full armor, I'm like, those almost seem like uh, the natural. Um, um, the the descendants of those camouflage forty uh, first elite clones. I love them. They are awesome looking. Um, and so yeah, so for ten years now, uh, the camo clones were my favorites, and now I've got these for Imperial troopers. So now I do want one of these. So the fact that they're shipping a shitload of them in the case is nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking um, forward to that because. You know, I'm hoping to get, again, two for one to open and play with and one to keep on the card. And um, I need one for my desk at work because I do have I do have the five uh, the five point of articulated one from the two pack. Uh, he's sitting on my desk at work. Um, and, uh, you know, I said, oh, I want a second one, but not the one from the three pack right. from the two pack. Uh, but. Uh, I will get a second one if I can get an articulated one close enough. Yeah, um, um, I'm not a. Um, I mean, I I will look for them uh, in the hopes that I'll find one, knowing that they actually shipped them in decent numbers. But I'm not going to hold my breath either, because like I said, I swear to God, I don't think this Walmart stocks anything. Yeah, and I don't um, know when they're shipping. I haven't seen anybody. I, I just uh, wait till somebody do, says they found I, it I on think, Facebook. I think I saw something open. online the other day um, that they have uh, they hit some store out west. Um, really? But it, it's 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 the you know it's that time of the year where or it's that time when the first releases show up. Somebody finds them on a whim, and then a state or two away uh, shortly after other people find them and then it takes a week for anybody else to see them. Yeah. I'm always, always, always impressed on how that happens. Uh, let's see what else we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, well, we're going to talk Doctor about the Dr. Strange. Strange movie. Um, if, uh, if you haven't seen that yet, well, God rest your soul because we're going to spoil the living shit out of it. Um, <laughs> because if you haven't seen it yet, why the fuck not? Um, but, Okay, now, a little bit of background. Brian and I, not huge fans of Doctor Strange. Nope. Uh, not so much in the comics. I don't think, uh, I, I've read a couple of comics with him in it. Uh, didn't grow up reading it, it unless you count his, uh, his part in the Secret Defenders comic book from the 90s when uh, he was there with like Ghost Rider and uh, Wolverine and uh, now uh, I do have some old Doctor Strange comic books. Huh? I do have some old Doctor Strange comic books. Oh, I have some uh, uh, si- some. Um, I think they're Silver Silver Age. I, w- I would say they're Silver Age, Silver Age comic books. Because if you if you're an old enough Marvel fan, or if you collect comic books old long far enough back, you'll remember that the kind of B-list characters didn't get their own book a lot of the time. What they did was they shared a book with another B-list character. So the first ta- and the stories did not were not so character A had the first half of the book, character B had the second half of the book. The story between the two was not not the same. 
No, say it wasn't a series. It no. wasn't like it was a two-part thing. It was just two completely different. Right. Um, like they didn't. They they just didn't get their own uh, full-size full-size book comics. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? I I almost want to say now that you say that. God, I almost want to say that the that the Secret Defenders may have been that same way. Could may have been. been like a flip book, like. Uh, that was on one half, and then you flipped the comic over, and then there was the other uh, there was the other comic on the other side. The only um, reason I have some of these is because Doctor Strange was in Strange Tales, and that's where uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. was. He didn't have his own book yet, um, and that's, you know, old Jim Stranko art, Nick Fury, um, and that's and I'm, I've been trying to piece together that collection over the years. I have a, a few, a few of them, but um, Nick Fury shared the book with Doctor Strange, and that's the only reason I have some Doctor Strange comic books. Um, I, um, you know, so I didn't grow up reading. I certainly didn't grow up reading him. Didn't know who he was until, uh, until I was out of high school and I first, started, you know, with the with the Avengers books, but. Um, but, uh, and when, when they first announced the movie, uh, I was excited in so far as, Ooh, a Marvel movie. That's pretty right. much it. Um, but then I got super excited when they announced it. Benedict Cumberbatch was playing Dr. Strange because that man can play anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. I sh- stumbled across Sherlock before before anybody in the United States did because I found it on iTunes when I was working overseas. And it it was just shown on BBC at that point in time. I mean, it, it was not anywhere on cable in the United States. It, was, it wasn't on uh, PBS like they're showing it now. Um, and then, you know, we've got a, I got a buddy, we've got a buddy in, in London and I'm like, dude, this, what is this? This is fucking awesome. Why is there only three episodes? And he had to explain to me, you know, well, it's awesome because the guy that's writing it's writing Doctor Who right now. So, um, Stephen Moffat. And um, it's, there are only three episodes because they're an hour and a half long. So it's, you know, basically a you know, almost movie-length episode. And so they're only doing three episodes a season. And he didn't know when season two was going to come out. But yeah, I've I've been a huge fan of Benedict Cumberpatch since I stumbled across Sherlock. Well, and uh, well, I mean, I know him from there too because you recommended the show to me, yeah. and then and then he came along and uh, uh, like he was the voice of uh, uh, Smog. Uh, yeah, Smog in uh, in uh, the last two uh, Hobbit movies. Yes, and then I saw. Uh, the imitation game with him. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, God. Now, you know what? The man is excellent in it, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if there's any role that he played that I wouldn't say that because... Um, I will make a confession here that I saw him in the second Star Trek reboot. Yeah, I just got the scorn of my wife, and that's why I didn't want to admit it. It's because I didn't want to get the look from my wife. Well, I like those movies, and I liked them in that part, so... (laughs) Um, 
I hate those movies with a passion. Peter Weller um, was in that too. Oh my God, Jesus. Yeah, and see, I like those movies with all the passion that he hates them with. So, hey, we won't be doing a commentary track on those. No. Um, um, uh, because it'd just be two hours of me making fart noises. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd do a commentary track if my co-host wasn't an asshole, but, you know. Well, you'll have to check with Jimbo. Maybe Jimbo likes him. But I, I, Jimbo has taste, so I, I kind of doubt that he does. Uh, you know... Anyways, um, so, um, yeah, so we saw Dr. Strange. Now, I heard, um, I heard that, uh, right out of the gate, I heard that if you see it in 3D, you won't regret it because of all all the, all the reality warping and all that shit lent itself to 3D. And so I said, well, uh, I don't, in general, I don't go see movies in 3D only because, why? A lot of the ones they put out in 3D, it doesn't, I'm not a person that, I don't care about the depth so much as I want to see, uh, I don't like, it, it doesn't need to be immersive. If, right. if if there's a lot of special effects, or if there's a lot of, um, or if they do a lot of interesting visual stuff, uh, or, um, or if the environment lends itself to being 3D, or if they shoot it in 3D, all right, maybe. Um, um, and I don't usually go to them either because I'm partially blind in one eye because of uh, accident, childhood accident. I don't have any depth perception. So going to a 3D movie until recently, I didn't think they, I could even see it, to be honest. Um, until I went to the Marvel movie marathon when they released Avengers and a bunch of those movies, the first first movie they showed that was in 3D was Thor, and they showed him in chronological order. So I had to watch it in 3D, and I'm like, "Holy shit, I can see this!" But I, well, I, well, last year or no, the year before. Uh, okay, whenever the hell Transformers: Dark the Moon came out, I saw that in 3D, and then I saw. Um, um, and then I saw, well, I don't know, something or another last year. Uh, but you know, it, in general, 3D, I don't care that much. You know, no. I don't No, That's right. I went to go see the, that second GI Joe movie in 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was aware about of 3D, that day, but okay. Went um, to reshoot it to do it in 3D. Um, but the, uh, uh, but yeah, I heard the Dr. Strange, the 3D, the 3D effects were really well done. So I said, well. All right, I'm going to go see it in 3D. And holy shit, the 3D was really, really well done. And I haven't um, seen it in 3D, and I, I think I've missed that opportunity. But, but oh well. See, that's funny because the theater here that's still playing Doctor Strange, if you if you still want to see it, you have to go to the 3D because the 2D is gone. Really? Um, yeah, because over the weekend I took, uh, I took my daughter to go see Moana and... Yeah, Doctor Strange is still playing, but it's only the 3D show. And, How was that? Uh, Moa- oh, it was phenomenal. Really? Um, uh, well, for one, I mean, if you watch the trailer, uh, it's clear that the animation is gorgeous. Yes. But it's not just the, I'm just the animation. It's it's the world building that they did. Yeah, I've actually been the, to New Zealand, so I'm familiar with a little bit of the Maori culture. 
I mean, this is just this movie. It is it in three D? No, no, it wasn't in three D. No, no, um, I was asking, my my wife's look, Emily's looking enough to see if the three D is still here. Oh, um, uh, I thought you meant I thought you meant that I can see Mulan in three no, D. No, um, no, the uh, uh, just two D. The movie Damn. itself, right. it's well written and it's funny. Nice. And when I say funny, I don't mean it's just it's just a uh, it's. It's not, you know, because Disney puts a lot of humor in a lot of their movies, but it isn't even like that. It's just funny, and I don't know if it's if it was meant to be. Um, like I don't know if they you were. Go see it in three D. Uh, you know, it's a funny movie that isn't a comedy, but it could mm-hmm. be because um, Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, is absolutely perfect as. Um, uh, who's Maui? Um, I mean, he's perfect for that role and the way they wrote it. And he's funny. He can be funny anyways. Yeah. But this movie was absolutely hilarious between him and that ridiculous chicken that you see on the poster. Uh, the, the the chicken is a running gag throughout the entire movie. It is hilarious. Huh. Um all right. Uh, basically, it's the world's dumbest chicken, and it is funny as shit, and it never <laughs> stops being funny. All right. um, and huh. uh, and then um, the way the way Moana responds to um, the uh, the over the top um, um, you know presentation of of the Maui character is just it's it's awesome. I mean, this movie really felt like, all right, let's face it, if they if it doesn't get a sequel, it will. But if it doesn't get a sequel, it would be fine because this movie certainly had a beginning, middle, and an end, and it told a complete tale, and it built a world that you could feel like you're part of, and it was really, really well done. And everybody that made that movie should be damn proud of themselves nice. um, because... I mean, it looks good in the preview, but if you think you'll like it from the preview, I guarantee you'll like it to actually watch it. Now, I went because she's been looking forward to the movie, and so, you know, it was a, you know, so we went as a father-daughter um, outing, right. but it's it's a movie that, that um, I could easily see adults going to see by themselves without the kids and still enjoying um, it's so well animated and it's so interesting to look at. Like the colors are so bold. The, the landscapes are so realistic and, um, and the, um, and the actual, the, the, the natural feeling of everything, it didn't need to be in 3D to be breathtaking. Huh. That's um, great. I remember reading somewhere where even 10 years ago, one of the things that CGI movies had the most trouble with was water and fire. They were two things that it was hard to make it look natural. It was hard to make it look realistic and it was hard not to make it look like it's computer animated. The life in this movie, the water in this movie 
the water in this movie is a character. It is literally a character at one point in the movie. Um, and, but you don't, it's, it's, it looks like water should look and it behaved like water should behave mostly. Um, and it was, it was, I don't know. It like, there's okay. There's a part where, where some of the water, uh, moves out of the way so that the character can walk into the sand there. And it's, it looks, it moves the way water should move. Um, I mean, it's really, really well done. And, uh, the music is not annoying. Um, see, here's, I like some musical movies and then there's non-musicals where sometimes the music is good and it lends itself to a movie. Sometimes I find it annoying. Um, but in this, uh, part of it is because it's the Maori culture and they've got, um, you know, they've got the dance numbers and things like that. And it's really impressive. Um, but uh, like The Rock, he's got a song in there that's all about his greatness, and it's awesome. Um, and uh, like, there's a gag where his tattoos are actually animated too. Like they're animated independently. Uh, like again, tattoos—they're characters. Um, and it's it's really well done. Nice. I mean, uh, from beginning to end, I can recommend the movie, whether you got kids or not. If you got kids. Um, it's just a, it, it's a good way to get them out of the house and, uh, keep them entertained for a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so recommend it, but, um, yeah, it's almost like, uh, could have seen it in 3d, but didn't really feel the need to. Now, I don't know if watching Dr. Strange, if it would have been odd, like if I was to go back and see it in 2d. Uh, which I can't now, but if I had, I don't know if it would have been odd or not. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing it when it comes home uh, on the digital release uh, to seeing how different it feels in 2D. Yeah. Um, but aside of the aside of the uh, the format that you watch it in, it was a great movie. Uh, now, I admit, the trailers, especially the first two trailers, they didn't do it for me. I was not, especially that first trailer, I was not feeling it. It it looked to me like they were showing the origin part of Doctor Strange. And that yes. was the part that, uh, it's important, but it's not the part I wanted to see in the trailer. Uh, I wanted to see some of the magic stuff in the trailer, which I don't think they got to until like the second or third trailer. Um, but this movie was really... It was fun in a way that, uh, like Ant Man and Guardians of the Galaxy are. Well, it it's it's funny you fun. should say that because that's that's how Emily describes the Marvel movies. Because I mean, she goes to all the comic book movies with me, and she doesn't know any of these characters for the most part. Other than like Iron Man, only because there's fifty thousand Iron Man figures and comic books in this house. But aside from that, you know, she doesn't know who Doctor Strange is. She doesn't know who Guardians of the Galaxy is. She doesn't know who Ant Man is, and um, she doesn't know who Suicide Squad is. She doesn't know anything about 
Batman other than he's broody and moody. So uh, uh, that's that's her, how she describes these Marvel movies. They're fun. They're fun to go to. And she doesn't like the DC movies because they're not. And I, I think that's um, a valid point. Um, well, and then, uh, you know, if you're, I mean, if you look in the laugh, this provides it. But you know what else this movie provided? Was interesting characters that I literally, I mean, I know who Doctor Strange is. And I vaguely know who Baron Mordo is because uh, there was a Marvel game I was playing for a while where he was a character. Ah. Um, but honestly, everybody else, like, uh, well, you know who, you can't know who Doctor Strange is without no- knowing who Dormammu is. Right. Interesting how they handled him, too. I wondered how they were going to pull that off. Yeah, I was but, curious about that. But the other characters in the movie, like Wong and the Ancient One and um, uh, uh, whoever the hell that was that Matt Mickelson was playing, Cachilius? Cachilius. Yeah. No fucking idea. Well, see, Never I knew that the ancient one is before I has, saw this. The ancient ones traditionally in the comic books has been male, so that was a huge departure from the comic books. Well, it's Tilda Swinton, so I don't know how much of a departure it was, but anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, ouch, yeah, because that she's kind of reminiscent I know, of. I that's uh, not very nice, and I don't feel at all bad about it. Kind of reminiscent of her uh, part as Gabriel in. Um, Constantine. The oh, that's right. She was the androgynous angel there, too. Yeah. Um, not her fault. I'm not picking on her. I'm just saying. No, I know. I, I I was thinking it, so no worries. No, you know what? She's a great actress. She is. And everything I've seen her in, uh, she's she's really excellent. Um, that was going to... That was, like, the biggest thing I... I'm always... I can usually I'm not such a big deal when they change race on somebody when they change sex sometimes that's a a, a no go for me just because of how long I've you know been established with the character and it's like all of a sudden it's male or now all of a sudden it's female it's like I I don't know you know I think that's it's a bit much for me you know so I was worried about that but I think she did a fantastic what? job uh, when you watch Jessica Jones, um, Carrie Ann Moss uh, playing a, a attorney, uh, Jerry Hogarth, um, she was – Carrie Ann Moss is one of those actresses that everything I see her in, she's Carrie Ann Moss. Yes. I cannot – there's not a movie I've ever seen her in where I can see past the fact that she's Carrie Ann Moss. Like she's – she doesn't adapt to her roles. She, uh, I always see her as basically Trinity from the Matrix. Yes, she's she's got about that much depth, and it's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not criticizing her. It's just that's what she gets cast as. Yeah, and you know what? She's a lot to me, like, um, 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 like uh, Jesse Eisenberg. He's always just Jesse Eisenberg. I yeah. can't see him as anybody else. He's just the guy with the different name. Um, but in Jessica Jones, she plays an attorney that um, I didn't know until 
you know, she was good in the part. I mean, she was a bitchy lawyer. Uh, she was cutthroat, and um, you know, something really shitty happens in the uh, in Jessica Jones. But um, you know, she's she's a she's a prosecuting attorney. I mean, she's bloodthirsty uh, the way they tend to be, um, and it worked. And she worked. And then I found out afterwards that she's playing a character. Uh, from the Iron Fist comic books, and uh, in the Iron Fist comic books, uh, it's male. She's a, uh, yeah, it's a male. Now yeah. I wouldn't have known the difference, so I didn't know until afterwards. Now I know she's coming back for the Iron Fist uh, TV show, so uh, I'll be curious to see if they expand on the role or if she keeps playing. I mean, she's going to keep playing Carrie Ann Moss, but I'm wondering <laughs> if she's going to have a bigger part simply because she's. She's playing a character that originated in Danny Rand's line. I don't know, but yeah, I, um, I'd forgotten about that. Now that you mentioned but, that, I forgot that her character was male in the comic books. Um, but you know, I, I I only learned that afterwards because Jessica Jones. Haha, funny thing. Uh, I didn't know who she was until Marvel uh, uh, announced that the Netflix series were coming. I had absolutely no idea who she was. Um, so, um, but like. Uh, but then, yeah, so she was a, in, in that show, she's a gender swap that it worked because I didn't realize that she was. Now, I didn't know who the ancient one was, uh, but you said it worked uh, to have the gender swap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in general, I don't mind race changes and I don't mind gender swaps because, honestly, I don't care. Uh, in my own personal G.I. Joe canon that exists in my head, uh, I've actually gender swapped two characters. Um, just for variety's sake. Um, so, I mean, I don't, uh, but you said that for Tilda Swinton, it worked. Yeah, I think it, I think it did pretty well. Um, the, uh, she was, um, well, in this movie, when, when she starts to train, uh, Dr. Strange, and when we see, uh, the mystical abilities that she got, I was thoroughly impressed. I was sitting there thinking, I don't know what the ancient one is like in the comics, but she's a badass wizard in this movie. Um, yeah, because I've never seen it. It's not a, it's not a, well, it is a reoccurring, but it's not a frequently occurring character because he was the Sorcerer Supreme. And then gets taken out, if I remember right, this is where we need Jimbo, uh, gets taken out and then um, Doctor Strange becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, in the comics that I, that, that I did read, I know for a little while uh, Doctor Strange, for whatever reason, lost uh, the title of Sorcerer Supreme and uh, Brother Voodoo became the Sorcerer Supreme. And, uh, see, I'm a big fan of Brother Voodoo, only because there were a couple of other comics that I read with him that weren't Doctor Strange. And then I found out that, you know, he was created for those books. And I'm kind of hoping that if they make a Doctor Strange sequel that, that they'll introduce him. They um, are. They're going to... They, they said at the end of the, the... Well, they've already announced that he is going to be in um, Infinity Wars. But it also did say uh, at the end of the movie, Doctor Strange will return. 
Yeah, okay. Um, so maybe maybe Dr. Voodoo uh, will be in there. Um, um, uh, you know, in fact, I was listening to see if they were going to name drop Jeremiah Drum, but they didn't. Um, but the... Uh, um, now, the joke in that movie with Wong where he doesn't laugh, is that a thing from the comics or I, is that just something they put in the movie to as, be hilarious? As I recall in the comic books, he's pretty flat affect. He's just very stone-faced. But, I, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a big Doctor Strange no, fan. No, that, that's why I, just, I wondered if you had read uh, enough of the comics to know if that was just something that they put in for the, for the movie. He's basically... Doctor Strange's version of of Jarvis. Um. The uh, yeah, because that's uh, Doctor Strange. Honestly, again, it, it's interesting for me to go into a movie like this. Whereas, um, you know, when when I go when I go into a Star Wars movie, I may not know what's going to happen in the movie, but I know all about the world. Um, right. And the event, most of the Avengers books. Uh, Thor, I don't know all about it, but I know a significant amount. Iron Man, Cap, same thing. Uh, Hulk, I mean, I'm a huge Hulk fan, so I know a lot about it. Um, now they've tapped into different, more obscure aspects, like Ant-Man. Um, I knew who Hank Pym was, and yes. I knew who uh, Scott Lang were, but I didn't have any significant experience reading them. Um I mean, what little I know about them are from various books I've read over the years, but I've never read the series. Yeah, neither have um, I. And Guardians of the Galaxy, I literally had never heard of them until the day that Marvel announced that there would be a big screen movie of Guardians of the Galaxy. The only reason um, I knew about them was uh, Deathlock had a his original appearance was in Astonishing Tales 25 through, I think, 32. And uh, i I got to double-check, but Astonishing Tales 29, they left out the Deathlock story and went. the whole book was uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the only reason I knew about it is because I, I was getting those, those books as a, a collector, and I still have them. Uh, when I was a kid, and was, you know, just, okay, I got 25, I got 26, oh, there's 27, oh, there's 28, oh, there's 29, well, Deathlock's not on the cover, so I bought it anyway, because, you know, sometimes all the characters aren't on the cover sometimes, and then was disappointed to read the whole thing and not find Deathlock, but that's the only reason I knew about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, they announced the movie, and, um, so funny because my first thought was what in the fuck is that <laughs> and it it was it was mostly because you know I did what all what all um, fanboys do there's something you never heard of what do you do you go you go on the internet and you look at it and you think that is just odd um, I mean I got the sense that they were sort of they were sort of galactic police officers um or you know something significant, um, and then I read that 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 uh, the Gamora is uh, one of Thanos's uh, daughters, and then there's a guy that looks like 
Um, he would have equally belonged in the Star Wars universe um, with that crazy face mask and helmet, and uh, you know, and, and his uh, his laser guns. Um, and then you got Drax, who I did have some vague knowledge of from something else that I had read years ago, but whatever that other book was that I read, uh, he wasn't even he wasn't dressed like that. He had this no. full circus uniform yes. on. And um, I'm going to add in there that I did know about him, but I didn't because Thanos' first appearance is Iron Man number 55. Drax the huh. Destroyer's first appearance, Iron Man number 55. Oh, well, see, there you go. Guess who has a copy um, of Iron Man number 55? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, and then, okay, and then... I think it's number two 50. Most, Don't quote me on that. The, I, I have to double-check that, but I think it's 55. I'm not positive. You know, the two most obvious what-the-fucks were the tree and the raccoon. All right, now, it's so funny because back in our first edition of General Geekery, the original run, um, one of the latter episodes that we did, uh, we had a crossover with, um, with the Click Nation, uh, which was... Uh, uh, sister show to uh, the Cold Slither part. podcast. We had uh, we had those guys on, and we talked about this because they had just they had just announced the movie. I think that night, and then the week later, uh, we did uh, we did a show with uh, with uh, Craig Moore from the Foosh cast, um, and I was saying um, I don't know about the raccoon, you know, with the uh, with the with the laser gun and and he, I was like, that's just odd. It doesn't seem to quite. See, I fit knew with a little bit about rocket stuff. from something, and I well, don't know where. Well, it was so funny because up until that point, I had been eh, rocket. Uh, well, that's strange. Well, and then boy, did he make me whistle a different tune? Yes, he did. I uh, when that show. when he said when he turned around and said. Okay, you were just talking on your last episode about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So please, I implore you to tell me what is the difference between being a fan of wise-cracking turtles and a wise-cracking raccoon. Mike, drop. Yeah. Totally. I shut the fuck up after that because I'm like, huh, good point. So yeah, it's kind of hypocritical too. Yeah, you can't you can't accept uh, one set of anthropomorphic animals and then uh, question more of them. So well, I think that uh, makes a good segue into one of the other things we were going to talk about tonight, and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two trailer was released well, this week. I was going to mention, the thing is, I didn't know about it. Then I went and saw the movie, and the movie, The First Guardians, was hilarious. Oh, it's And awesome. it was fun, and it was colorful, and it was bombastic in a way that none of the other Marvel movies had been, and that was deliberate, and in a way that they don't, it's like a, it's like a crazy space opera in a way that they don't make movies like that in general anymore. The last time they did that I can think of and that I saw was the fifth element. Yeah. And the last time that they did it before then 
uh, was like fucking Xanadu or something. And then, <clears throat> you know, and then Star Wars is, a, is, is a, you know, is the world's most famous space opera. But <clears throat> in general, Hollywood doesn't make space. <clears throat> Sorry. They don't make space operas anymore. And that's what Guardians was. I mean, <clears throat> when, when they made it, I was kind of expecting it to be uh, sort of an Avengers in space type of thing. Um, but then you saw the trailer and you have that lineup of characters and you got, you got John C. Riley, who's, he's going down a list of the character names and what they're wanted for. And it's, it's funny. And then you got the little assistant guy behind him saying, they look like a-holes. And then you hear the soundtrack in the, I mean, what, that trailer opened with what hooked on a feeling yeah. and when all of a sudden everybody liked that song. I mean, nobody had heard it in 20 years. Nobody liked it. So then you go see the movie and it was, it was a rollicking good time from beginning to end. And it's a huge success. And it, and, and I mean, Marvel can't be stopped with the box offices, No, but you know, it was no surprise when right, right, right immediately, they announced that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 would be on the way because, duh. But then all of a sudden, what, this past Sunday? Yeah, two nights ago, out of nowhere, I see on Facebook that James Gunn, the movie's writer and director, himself posted the official trailer. Yeah, he was at uh, Comic-Con in uh, South America, I think. Oh, okay, so that's why it dropped on a Sunday because I thought, well, that's... Odd. Yeah, no, okay, he was cause... he was he was making an appearance at a comic con somewhere. Oh, okay. I want to so say Venezuela, but I'm then. not positive on that. Um, well, because I know a couple mo- last month or the month before, uh, they had the they had the teaser, you know, like the minute and a half long teaser for it, and people got excited. But when when the full trailer showed up uh, the other day, I watched it. And I laughed, and I laughed, and I watched it a second time, and then I shared it on Facebook. Holy shit, man. What do you think? I think that looks fantastic. I probably watched it. I probably watched the trailer like 15 times. I think that might actually turn out to be funnier than the first one. Yeah, no, it it looks fantastic. um, And, I mean, you know, Drax was kind of, he was unintentionally, unintentionally on his part funny in the last one um because you know the whole thing about you know he 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 speaks literally nothing goes over my head i catch it first and you know all of that stuff was funny but he was like the straight man in uh in this motley collection of weirdos um whereas in this one he's not the straight man the guy is just manically funny yeah um, I mean, in that teaser, you know, he, he asked Star-Lord if he needs a hug. He's like, no, nah, I'm okay. And then he hugs him anyways, uh, which is, you know, which is funny. Yes. But then this thing, <laughs> this thing, I mean, they, they show Mantis. They finally revealed her. And then, you know, they're sitting around in this, like, circle. And, like, she's doing this psychic thing where she's reading their, like, she's reading their, their thoughts and emotions or whatever. And, you know, and she makes a joke about... He's thinking about Gamora sexually, and then Drax just all of a sudden he he bursts out laughing, saying, "Ah ha ha, that must be so embarrassing for you." And I'm like, 
I'm like, that's the first time you say, AIDS. It's like, I want to hang out with Drax. That guy must be a, that guy must be a who. Um, the, uh, yeah, dude, uh, this movie, I think it's going to be even funnier than the first one yeah. was. And that's saying a lot. Which um, is kind of interesting because before Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I remember reading an article online and they were predicting the end of superhero movies. They're like, the bubble's broken. It's going down the tubes. It's all shit from here on out, and here's why. And their big example was the next, the next movie that's coming out is Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody's heard of it. Nobody's going to go to it. It stars a talking tree and a talking raccoon, and they're like, look at it. A talking tree and a talking raccoon. Are you seriously going to go see, spend money on this? And they're like, this is it. This is it. Done. You know, this is going to be a shit movie. I remember a lot of fanboys saying that, too. Oh, my God, this is going to be Marvel's first failure. <laughs> oh, just the opposite. Oh, yep. just the opposite. Um, up until that point, I think it was Marvel's biggest opening weekend. And yeah, it was. It was up to that point. Um, and uh, I mean, it's still one of their. I think it's in like the top top five of of the the all time grossing Marvel movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, unless I've that's lost track. Unless that. that's been broken too. I've lost track of that. One of the you were talking about the soundtrack, and I think that was a big, big part of that was how, I mean, James Gunn said he started out with like five hundred songs that he whittled those, set that soundtrack down to. Oh, just five hundred? Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Um, and if you look, you see people have tried to copy integrating the music into the story. Uh, big examples that I can think of of the top of my head is The Martian. Um, they really went with the thematic music that's integrated into the movie that's part of the oh, story. Yeah. And it, it, I think it, it helps. It drove my father-in-law crazy, but nothing really pleases him. God, I, <laughs> I, I love my father-in-law to death, but he's, he's a hard pin to please. Let's just say that. And if you watch the first... 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of um, Suicide Squad, you notice they tried to do the same thing. They tried to use, you know, here's some Queen, here's some Rolling Stones. They, but they didn't carry the theme through the, mu- through, the, through the movie, and I think that was one of the, like, failings of the movie that you don't even realize that they're, they've lost what they were trying to do because they just didn't carry it through the movie. You don't think of it on a conscious level, but I think that's one of the failings of Suicide Squad. Is they tried to copy that using good pop culture music as part of the story, and it just it didn't. They didn't translate it well. They just well, they, yeah, because they couldn't they do it, it. It didn't have the resonance that it did there. Where uh, it's funny because well, because a lot of times uh, when when they were doing it in Suicide Squad, uh, it would be there. And then it would cut off, and then that would be sort of it. Yeah. Like they, yeah, like they were trying to get, like they were trying to get a fun and interesting soundtrack in there. Um, but then, but, like after twenty minutes, they forgot that. Oh, hey, we can use music to develop the plot, and then that was the end of it. They never. Oh, uh, that's it again. true too. Yeah, you're right. At some point, it just went to pure score. That's right. They they did. They sort of stopped playing. Uh, and I think songs. that's like it's uh, like now you don't notice it on a conscious level, 
but I was I watched it. I got uh, the digital copy and was watching it the other night. And I'm like, you know, I forgot this opened. And I thought about it when we were in the theater. I'm like, oh, they've got some nice music. It's kind of doing the Guardians of the Galaxy thing by having nice, mu- you know, good music to draw you in. And then they stopped doing it. And I didn't realize it at the time. But when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, I forgot. You know, this is one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs. I love Queen. And, like, what happened to the music in Suicide Squad? I don't know. Um, well, I do know that, that James Gunn, he said when he was writing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, all those movies, or all those songs in that movie that play when they play, yeah, I know, he said he, he planned all that because, yes. um, like, he wrote some of those scenes to go with those songs. Almost like, yeah, well, like you said, he had a had a hundred, you know, he had five hundred songs he wanted to do, but once he once he narrowed the list down to the ones that he said absolutely had to be in there, you know, he wrote the he wrote the scenes around the songs. I yeah. mean, that's 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 a hell of a way to go with it because you know you don't you know a lot of filmmakers they wouldn't they wouldn't think that way. They would do the soundtrack afterwards one of the one of the quotes that he put usually happens one of the quotes that he put with the the trailer um the guardians of the volume two trailer is that this is his favorite movie so i think that's Uh, a pretty good indicator of how how decent this one's gonna be um i'm i'm excited i mean you know he said that the first one uh before it came out i mean i was excited because another Marvel movie, it's a sci-fi movie, and it looked hilarious, but it, but I was looking at it in terms of that. I wasn't, I mean, I was looking forward to it because the trailer was a hell of a lot of fun, but it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a movie that, uh, initially, um, you know, I was, I was drawn to, but this one, I'm, drawn to it simply because now it's a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, uh, I watched the Disney cartoon that they made from it, which is kind of shitty. Um, but, you know, on yeah. Disney XD. But I've never... I still haven't read any of the Guardians comics. I don't feel any need to. No, but, right. um, but these characters, I mean, they they stand on their own. I mean, they're, they're classics, and I can't wait to see their further adventures. Yeah, totally. Um, God, was there something I was going to add to that, and I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, my wife's distracting me with uh, peppermint Oreos, which are phenomenal. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm completely looking forward to this movie. It looks fantastic. The, they're doing, it looks like they're doing the same thing with the music. I can't I'm wait to see the to next trailer. I'm curious to hear what the whole soundtrack is going to be. No, I remember one of the things I was going to add, just kind of, um, kind of off, completely off track, is the a bunch of the movies that I've seen recently. I've, I've had a hard time, hard time with because both of the Ursos are in different movies that I've seen recently. So, Jin, uh, what what so, have you seen? So, Jin Urso, of course, is going to be in the gal that's playing Jin Urso. Of course, is going to be in Rogue One. Well, she was also one of the main characters in Inferno, the Dan Brown book that just 
came out. Oh, she in that? Oh, okay. Yeah, she's one of the main characters in that movie. So I'm like watching that, having a hard time thinking, okay, that's it's not Jane Erso. Jane Erso, that's the scout from the book. Uh, and then I'm watching Doctor Strange and thinking, you know. There's Matt Mickelson. Yep, that's the guy that's building the Death Star. But he's not building the Death Star in this movie. Uh, well, it's funny because last year I was watching uh, King Arthur uh, from 2005. Now, um, it's, uh, it's got Clive Owen and it's got Kira Knightley. And, you know, it was it was one of those attempts to, to show kind of the more historical uh, the less fabled, more historical, uh, you know, type story about, right. uh, you know, the the end of the uh, the Roman Empire or the uh, the twilight of the Roman Empire, and you know where that stuff actually sort of happened. I uh, kind of give it a little more of a uh, less mythological and more of a uh, historical context, and. Um, you know, I, I, I saw it years ago when it first came out on video. And then last year I was rewatching it because uh, it was or earlier this year. I was rewatching it. It was on Netflix. And, uh, you know, they're showing uh, they're showing Arthur and, you know, they're showing the other knights of the round table. Uh, and uh, their knight Tristan is there. And I was absolutely shocked that it was Mads Mikkelsen. I'm like, huh. wow, this was like, because uh, I, I think he's Norwegian, um, and he's, you know, he's got a huge career over there, and then, you know, he's over here, and this was, I think, fairly early in his, in his uh, U.S. movies uh, career, and he was just, I mean, it was, it was out of nowhere. I mean, uh, half of that cast is actually a lot of people that, that I didn't recognize then. And I've seen him in a bunch of shit since, but uh, it's funny because yeah, there he was. He was Tristan, and I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, and he's good in everything I've seen him in. Um, he's got a uh, he's got a distinct presence, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in Rogue One. Um, totally, but I haven't seen Hannibal, and I've heard that neither. that's I've heard that that's awesome. But I haven't either. Um, and then one of the other things that I wanted to to point out and I find this just so amusing because someone else pointed this out to me um, well, it was an article I read uh, about and I think everybody's kind of over this already but there are still people I still see this sometimes about you know Disney's acquisition of both Lucasfilm and Marvel and how it's how they thought it was going to ruin everything and Someone gave an example, and I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to repeat that because I think it's fucking hilarious. Okay, so Star Wars, Lucasfilm actually retains creative control of Star Wars. Disney doesn't muck about with that. Marvel Studios retains creative control over the Marvel movies. Disney doesn't muck about in that. They aren't Disney movies. If no, you, they're it, not. Look, let me finish. Let me finish. If, if, if you're going to say these are Disney movies, let me tell you a Disney movie that you're going to be surprised to find out is a Disney movie. If Princess Leia is a Disney princess, that makes Mia Wallace 
A Disney princess. What movie was Mia Wallace in? She was in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Miramax Studios is owned by Disney. Yeah, that's true. So you have a heroin addicted. I said, God damn. I said, God damn. You have a heroin cocaine addicted Disney princess. Yeah, and uh, and right alongside Rosanna Arquette with her uh, with her uh, sixteen f bombs in the first minute she was on the screen. Yep. Um, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's true. And so then, to everybody that still says that's still on that Disney's going to ruin everything, fuck off and let it die already. Because um, Pulp Fiction. I mean, hello, Quentin Tarantino is well, doing Disney and, movies. Well, and then by that right, then you could go with uh, you could go with uh, Clerks because um, that would make uh, that would make Dante's girlfriend in that, uh, <laughs> and she would be a Disney princess because Miramax. Yes. Um, and uh, and then I guess you could call Tony Collette, uh, i.e. that the the mom from The Sixth Sense. Well, I guess it would make her a. Cause that was a Buena Vista movie, and that that Disney owned. Um, shut the fuck up. Disney yeah. is not gonna fuck with Star Wars. Yeah. So um, the the most honestly, the most significant presence of Disney that we're gonna see with the Star Wars brand is at the theme parks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, still waiting here. for the the Pulp Fiction ride at Disney World. You know, I mean, come on. Well, you know, the thing I wanted. Is, I wanted. I want to do intercardiac epinephrine on somebody. Well, you know, the thing with the theme parks is uh, Star Wars has been part of the Disney theme parks for far longer than Lucasfilm has been owned by Disney. Yes. I mean, they there were there were uh, Star Tours. I do know goes back to the late eighties. Yeah. Um, and um, oh, that reminds since, me. Uh, I think it's, God, is it Taiwan? It's either Taiwan or Hong Kong, the Disney World over there. They're getting an Iron Man ride. Oh, boy. And it looks phenomenal. Holy shit. Yeah, it was on one of the Iron Man pages that I follow. Um, It's a collector's, and they're, they're, all the guys are from the Philippines. And they're, yeah, they're, I don't, I don't think it's in the Philippines where that's, happening but it's that their part of the world I yeah. think it's, it's Hong Kong or Taiwan I'm not positive which one I think it might be Hong Kong but uh, well because I know that Japan has their own Disney World yeah, and, and you know the thing is think it's Japan, Disney, Disney World and Disneyland they've had a Star Wars presence since the prequels I mean they've yeah. had I mean since obviously before that but it became it became uh, a mainstay thing and a, and a huge, a significant portion of the park attractions there, starting with the prequels. I mean, the night that I graduated from high school, uh, it was in, it was outside of Los Angeles uh, for the year that we spent there. And I graduated, and we took uh, grad night, we took a bus down to Disneyland, and nice. uh, we didn't go on Star Tours because. Um, uh, I, I honestly didn't know at the time that it was there. Um, but they were, uh, uh, there was, uh, I do remember seeing, um, um, 
I do remember seeing Star Wars stuff in the gift shop. Um, and, uh, oh, you know what? No, I take that back. We did. We walked by Star Tours. But Star Tours and Space Mountain both had ridiculous lines. Oh, bad. And, I mean, everybody in the park for grad night, everybody in the park was, uh, there were the employees, the chaperones, and high school students. Like, the park was closed except oh. for uh, high school graduates. Well, and cool. so, um, um, I mean, I remember, all right, I admit, my girlfriend and I, we were more interested in things that weren't <laughs> necessarily park-related. Okay, there were, there were wrong, nasty things happening sometimes. But um, <laughs> I'd like to hear that story sometimes. I'm not telling that story. I'm just mentioning it. So... Uh, I mean, honestly, Star Tours, maybe it was the line and maybe it was another distraction. I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> I'm going to go with know. another distraction. All right. You know what? Let me mention this. We went on that small tours ride, that, that small world boat tour. Yeah. Now, look, that thing is creepy. Those little puppets in there, they're creepy. It's like Village of the Goddamn Damned anyways in there. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, they're. They're not just creepy because, I mean, they're the animatronic, weird, you know, kind of, uh, you know, the hor- horrific things. But the creepy voice that they sing in, and that song is odd anyways. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're going through this thing. Well, it really only gets super creepy when the... When the little boat that you're riding in there stops because the ride freezes and the things the the demonic creatures that inhabit each and every one of those, um, fake people continue singing and turning their heads and blinking their eyes. And I mean, this thing, the life, uh, the, the, the life continues, but the boat doesn't move. So, uh, all right, there. That's my idea of hell. Um, well, if it had just been me, I probably, probably would have just honestly considered just throwing myself into the water. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, well, after a little bit, we stopped noticing, okay, because, you yeah, know, things. And yeah. stuff, um, but <laughs> um, but then yeah, uh, after we finally escaped that, I, I looking back, I want to say we we're probably stuck there for half of eternity. Um, but I remember other things. There was um, now I was gonna say yeah. So there was a there was a Star Wars presence there too. So when you read about the Lucasfilm acquisition by Disney. I know. Those jokes started, ooh, oh, is Mickey Mouse going to be in episode seven? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, so oh, I, God, just so think that's a, that. I just think that Pulp Fiction thing is a, a, beautiful, a beautiful way to, to, to shut those people up. It's oh, like, you know what? And, and, and it does. It fits because, um, yeah, because uh, has Lucasfilm fucked with, or, I mean, has Disney fucked with, any of the Marvel stuff? No. Do they mandate anything? No. Do they do they say they have to fit? No. Um, I mean, look at how uh, look at how dark 
uh, Winter Soldier got. Right. Um, and look at how, uh, I mean, Rogue One is a war movie. And yes. though, from what I understand, um, from what little bit I've read um, about, because I guess, I guess over the weekend, I guess that down at, uh, at Skywalker Ranch, I guess they, they invited some uh, bloggers and podcasters down to watch like the first half hour or something of it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I have read nothing about the content of the movie because I will not. I avoid it altogether. How come we uh, didn't get invited to that? Um, uh, well, I think you have to have a significant listener base, and you have to be the podcasters that go to things and interact with people. Oh. So, um, well, that's yeah, like, one of us. Uh, yeah, uh, basically. Yeah, like... Um, I, go like to, uh, I go to Denver Comic Con every year. Um, yeah, but you don't go in the name of a podcast. Um Hell no. Yeah. Well, because because uh, uh, I know that Jimmy from Rebel Force Radio um, and um, Brian and Amy from uh, the Full of Sith podcast and uh, and uh, yeah, there were there were there were numerous other ones um, that they, you know they got invited and they went and they saw this you know portion of the movie and um, on Facebook for the next. 10 days, I have stopped following most Star Wars groups that I was in because I do not I want spoilers. Um, I am still actively following and participating in the Facebook group for the Full of Sith podcast, but that's because um, Brian has a significantly um, spoiler-free rule. I mean, there's no spoiler if you if if you post the spoilers basically uh they're kicking you out or they're deleting it at least and giving you a warning don't post the spoilers so do they have Um, they have a group instead of a page yeah i was thinking we ought to do that with ours just kind of as an aside we ought to because we have a page i think we ought to have a group uh yeah i think we should get a group because then because then people could interact I mean, it's just, uh, it's just us yeah, posting because, shit. Yeah, because um, the, we, we post stuff, and Dean posts stuff, and there's other people that that have the ability to post stuff, but they don't. <clears throat> um, I'm not calling out anybody so tempted, but I'm not gonna. Um, because, well, it's not me, because uh, I use it. Uh, no, I mean, I mean, you and I do, and Dean posts stuff. But the other people that have admin privileges, Chad, Jimbo, Sean, Sean, Sean uses it um, once in a while. Well, okay, yeah, I take it back. Sean Grogan, yeah, he has posted stuff. And he got us a bunch of followers that we didn't have. Um, so, okay, yeah, mainly I'm just yelling at uh, uh, Chad and our new co-host, Jimbo, that's not here. Um, <laughs> so, um, Yeah, so anyway, total aside, that should have not been, you know, on the podcast, but yeah, I, I think we ought to change it. No, yeah, you're right. We do. We need to, you're right. We have a page. You're right. We need to get a group, but the full of Sith group, basically there's no spoilers. I mean, two of the podcast, like I said, Brian and Amy from that show, they've seen this footage. Um, and, uh, before the movie comes out, they will have seen press screenings and, but ah. they said that their podcast review of it won't go live 
until after the movie officially opens. And like on the, on the, on the, uh, and even then they might not, they're not going to talk spoilers. And then like on the, like in the group, nobody can post any spoilers for like two weeks or something. I think that's a good rule. Um, and I mean, that's an excellent rule and that's what I'm doing because right now, um, up until recently, I didn't care about, um, I, you know, I used to follow all the road one stuff. But I'm avoiding it now simply because I don't want everything spoiled. And all the all the TV spots that are coming out, I'm not – I don't want to see all of the footage. that. Because right. I remember last year they put out trailer for Force Awakens, trailer for Force Awakens, final trailer for Force Awakens. And J.J. Abrams said, all right, that's the last uh, – it's the last footage until December. But – unbeknownst to him the number of TV spots that they were about to do that showed a shitload more footage that I don't think J.J. wanted it out there. I think a lot of that stuff he would have rather people waited to see until the movie, but you know, the people making the trailers and the people making the TV commercials, they're not connected to the filmmakers, so they don't I I watched one this afternoon and I thought it was great, and I'm like, shit, I wish I hadn't just watched that. Yeah, you know what? The last one I watched, uh, I watched it a couple days ago. Um, I want to say I think it was Sunday because I saw something about um, it was going to be the first clip that had Battle Organa. So, of course, I had to watch that because uh, I'm a nerd one. for Alderaan. I'm a nerd for Jimmy Smith, and I'm a nerd for that whole thing. And he, when, when, when Rogue One was announced... I just kept saying I want to see Bail Organa. Um, yep. I want. I want to see. I want to see. You know. But um, you know whether it was likely or not didn't matter to me. I wanted to. And then once we saw the very first teaser, when we saw Genevieve O'Reilly back as Mon Mothma from the prequels, it renewed my hope that we would see Jimmy Smith back as Bail Organa. Um, but. Up until recently, I was following all that stuff, but I'm not now simply because now <clears throat> they're showing portions of the movie to actual audiences. They're screening it, portions of it, and like the world premiere is like, you know, it is like early next week <clears throat> when, <clears throat> and then like most movies, it opens a day or two earlier in Europe. Right. So I'm going to avoid those. Uh, spoilers, um, and all of these TV, all these TV spots, they're showing more. I mean, it's only a few seconds here and there, but, but it's enough. Yeah, I don't want to see the whole thing now. Right. I mean, truthfully, between all the trailers and all the TV spots, it probably doesn't. Uh, it probably only does amount to twenty minutes of the movie, but. The fact is, I don't want to see anything else. I want to see a lot of surprises because, <clears throat> as I understand it, there is a myriad of Easter eggs in this movie. There are a no, lot of um, nods for the fans and things to get them excited. And there's a lot of uh, continuity building stuff, none of which I want to see no. until... I, know, I, uh, I did so, see that there was a, a real uh, elite, elite picture of the poster for the sequel. 
and it's called um, Star Wars: A New Hope. Sweet! I can't wait to see that. Oh, I know. It looks great. I mean, it. it, Talk about space. You you were talking about space operas, dude. The the poster for this. I mean, there's just like, like, like futuristic. It's got to be the bad guy because it's all black, and then there's this this chick shooting a gun and this guy with a like a laser looks like a laser sword and this big hairy thing and kick ass and these all um, these spaceships flying around and yeah it looks fantastic um oh you think any rogue one characters will be in there um probably yeah nice nice i can't wait to see that too yeah um, um oh if only we could time travel to see that oh, i know um but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've unfollowed all the pages except Full of Sith, and uh, I, I did something that I haven't done in a long time. For once, um, I mean, for a while, I didn't use Reddit before the Force Awakens stuff started coming out, and then I wanted to see uh, some stuff about that, and it was the Star Wars leaks uh, subreddit, and then like I followed like the Star Wars Rebels. Uh, subreddit and a few other basically all i use reddit for is star wars pages um but i'm not going there i do not want the stuff spoiled yeah i don't either. and then the other thing and and now here's my bad habit especially when i'm at work i spend a lot of time on wikipedia i ah. have to stop visiting because the fact is every time footage comes out and another character is shown or another anything is shown they're going to be in there editing and i don't want to do it so yeah I didn't tell you know that. You, you know when you know when you bring google up um and and it tends to show you the little the eight little boxes of whatever the the most um frequently visited sites you've got you know whether it's your email or or um or facebook or well at work, my 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 eight most there was there's Star Wars Newsnet, uh, which I'm not going to. Uh, there's Wikipedia, which I'm not going to. Uh, there's YoJo, which I'll still go to because um, you know, hey, customs. Um, and then uh, let's see, there's Jedi Temple Archives, which now I'm tempted to avoid, but I don't know. I I don't I have to avoid it completely simply because it's the toy stuff so there's going to be limited spoilers but i'm still afraid that that something else is going to be you know but it's well if there it's, it, any any of the big forums like that i know um i don't go to the forums anymore but i was a, a big fan of uh yak face for a long time and yeah oh yeah and the guy that runs that his screen name is chewy and he has a huge no spoiler policy um, well, see, maybe, He's a good guy. maybe I'll go there because honestly, <clears throat> for my Star Wars toy news, I go to Je- Jedi Temple Archives. Those guys do good work, and that's where I like to get my news. But they're the ones that I'm tempted to keep going because if they're spoilers, they're going to put it under a heavy spoiler tag, so you, you can avoid it. Um, but. Uh, you know, my, my other sites really on Google uh, are the TF Wiki, because by the way, the Transformers Wiki, that thing is a deep, dark uh, yeah. vortex of a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. Once you go onto that Wiki, 
you just start clicking on pages, you're going to find the craziest, most obscure, detailed Transformers news or, or, or Transformers uh, knowledge that you don't know, never heard of, oh, never yeah, no, existed. I, I used or, to... I used to surf that site when I was working overseas. I mean, 12 hours is a long fucking time if you're not seeing patients all day long. And there'd be days, you know, there'd be days I wouldn't see one patient at all. And 12 hours is a long time to sit at a fucking desk. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> in a and clinic in, in a third world hours, country with no other fucking spend. distractions. Yeah. And, and you can easily spend 11 and a half of 12 hours on the TF Wiki totally. and not see everything. Oh, yeah. No, not even okay. close. Here, here's what's funny. Now, I have – now, you and I, I'd say we both have in-depth, ridiculous knowledge of G.I. Joe yes. and the toy line and the mythos surrounding it. Yes. And I've got it the same way I do for Star Wars simply because they've been a part of my life since I was a little kid. And even though – I like Transformers growing up. I never had access to it like I did Star Wars and Joe. So they're 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 my number one and my number two uh, geek passions because they've literally been there all my life. Uh, Transformers. There's a lot of people um, like I listen to a lot of Transformers podcasts. Sometimes, sometimes their conversations go over my head simply because I don't have nearly that kind of depth of knowledge. In fact, if anything, I've got a pedestrian knowledge. Did of, it go over your head because you know, you're like, what, 5'4"? That's not funny at all. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> um, that's not... I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Fuck you, man. This hurts. It hurts. <laughs> and no don't worry, because I, I completely forgot what I was going to say, too. Um, um, oh, well, yeah, we were yeah, going to yeah, talk yeah, about well, the... The Transformer, segueing into Transformers, is uh, we were going to segue into the um, Transformers trailer that was released today. Oh, oh, yes, yes, that's right. I am excited, but that's because I, and, no and you know me, I'm a shameless fan of the Bayformers movies. Which I I'm don't a fan. get. Uh, what? Which I do not understand. But Yeah, I, 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 I love them. I, I can take it or leave it, honestly. The louder and more ridiculous they get, the more interesting they are. Oh, dude, did I you will... ever go to YouTube and watch that video of him saying no? Yes, I did. Um, and that is hilarious because up until then, I didn't realize <laughs> how much time and how much, uh, how, how much of a significant portion of uh, Sam's dialogue was just no, yes. no. No, 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 no. Yes. But that is that is funny. That compliment, what is it, like eight minutes long of, of Sam just yelling and and screaming, no, yeah, no, 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 no. hilarious. Um, but, see, I like those movies simply because, you know, I was going to mention, I, I've got a novice level of, of Transformers fan. I mean, I love what I know about the Transformers. You know, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not... I'm not loyal to any particular portion of the G1 history, the, the Transformers history. I'm not Super G1. I'm not Beast Wars. I'm not. I like a little bit of a bunch of the stuff. Yeah. And so I don't mind a lot of crazy variations on the like right now. I'm in the midst of watching uh, <clears throat> the newest cartoon, uh, <clears throat> Robots in Disguise. 
it is it is a kidified cartoon, and I like rescue heroes or uh, the the rescue bots. But um, yeah, I'm in the midst of watching Robots in Disguise, which is uh, which is you know a, 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 a an interesting new spin on uh, the Transformer stuff. Um, but I'm not loyal to any portion of the, and so the Bayformers, they're just another completely wildly different spin on Transformers. And I don't, I don't care about, honestly, I don't care what characters they use or don't use. I do because Um, I want to see fucking gestalts. I want to see fucking combiners and that, that goddamn fucking devastator that they had in that first movie was utter shit. Second movie. That was a disaster. Um, no, no, you're right. You're right. That was a mess. And at some point, I expect that they'll try to use the combiners. Maybe not. Um, well, we're, but we're at see, the fifth movie, and people are still going. They're making. They're still making these things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because you know what? Here's what's funny. There's a lot of big. There's a lot of big blockbuster movies that are critic proof, but it doesn't. It's often critic. These 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 tentpole series. They're often critic proof. For the first movie or two. Yeah. The Transformers movies, they are five movies deep into it. The box offices are huge every time. And see, that's one of the things we've talked about on other podcasts is uh, definitely uh, like with Spider-Man. It's like, why the fuck are they still making these movies? Because you look at the domestic box office and it's utter shit. Nobody I know yep. went to see these movies. Nobody I know likes these movies. And I'm just kind of generalizing here because, you know, obviously you do like the the Transformers, but um, I like a, the a lot of the most of, most of my friends do not are, are not Bayformer people. I no. can take it or leave it. I've seen um, – I did not see the last one yet. I haven't seen – No, in fact, four. a lot of the, the podcasts that I listen to for, you know – they're Transformers podcasts by Transformers geeks, and a lot of them, if they don't outright hate them, they're not necessarily fans, or they're not encouraging, but they go see them. Well, anyway, I before mean, I forget, uh, what I was going to say is the yes, the domex- domestic box offices are shit, and somebody pointed out to me, yes, the domestic box offices are shit, but look at the overseas box offices. Spider-Man, these crappy Spider-Man movies just fucking slay overseas. They make um, hand over fist overseas. That's why they're still making these things. Well, okay. It's because they, here, here. They, they may not do well domestically, and all my friends hate them, and all my purist friends hate them, and, but they just fucking kill overseas. Well, here's the thing. Now, Ice Age, you're... you're at least vaguely aware of the franchise, right? Not vaguely aware of it, yes. Um, they, the first, the first couple movies had huge box offices uh, here, and they're great. They're classic. They're funny as shit. Uh, the third one was still funny, um, and the box office was still good. Uh, the fourth one was not good. It was not interesting. Uh, we took the kids, and it. Somewhere between the third and fourth one, a uh, big chunk of the magic was lost. Um, 
a big chunk of the actual funny was lost too. Um, but then this past summer, there was the fifth one. And a lot of people said, well, I wonder if this will be the last one. Well, if they were just going by the U.S. box office, it would have been. Because while it didn't tank, it, it, it made like a third of what some of the other movies did. Right. Um, but overseas, the fifth Ice Age movie absolutely slayed. Yeah. Like, it, they're huge. Like, the international box office is like three times what it was in the U.S. So, oh, guess what? There's going to be another one. Um, but, you know, the thing is, that's not the case with the Transformers. Oh, really? Now, See, first... I wouldn't have guessed that because, I mean, Transformers, when you look at the history of Transformers, Transformers is not a U.S. product to begin with. No. No. But, but you know what? No, the fact is, dude, if you go look up the box, no. The movies keep making money. That's why I said hmm. it's not like, like uh, that's why you use like Ice Age. I mean, yeah. it, every movie, well, okay, Shrek. The first one was big. Yes. The second one was bigger. Yes. The third one was even bigger. The okay. fourth one, not so much. I didn't. I mean, see it the was still. It, it was more along the lines of the business the first one did, but they were still big. But the hype was was gone around right. it. Like people didn't care as much. Um, but the transformer, it doesn't matter. The movies make money. They're raking it in domestically and internationally. They're huge hmm. because the critics hate them. The diehard fans hate them. Yeah. Casual fans might like them, might not, but somebody sure as hell likes them. Boy, because, yeah, it makes you wonder who though. I, I don't know. Cause because, like everybody, you're like the exception to the rule of people that I know that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Me too. Because, uh, well, today, uh, this morning on uh, Facebook, uh, Justin Bell, or who runs uh, GeneralsJoes.com. Yeah, I know who he is. He, you know, he. No, I'm saying it for the oh, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he posted a link, <clears throat> and and the link, uh, the only thing that he put um, in the post with the link was blah. Um, <laughs> And, and and then, you know, somebody responded with, was, yeah, get off my lawn. And, you know, oh, why do they keep making these? And, oh, they're abominations and all that kind of stuff. And there was another guy that posted, why do I feel like I'm sometimes the only Transformers fan that likes these? And I responded. I'm like, no, me too. It's just us. Um, <laughs> but, um, see, I love, you know, see, I love the movies. But that's because I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't mind the changes in the mythos and I don't mind the loud ridiculousness. I don't mind the half-ass characters and I don't mind how, how, uh, I, I don't mind any of the crazy shit that they do with the mythos because I, I think it's one of those properties that you can, that, that can go any, any way. And it's, you know, Still kind of works because Hasbro themselves has done some wacky things with the Transformers that, you know, didn't fit the, you know, the the, the original modus operandi. That's fine. See, um, I, the only time but, I've ever really watched these movies, honestly, is when I was working overseas again. It's 36 hours to get from where I live to where I usually work, usually worked in Africa from start to finish, so... 
I got an iPad, I put movies on it, I got a hard, portable hard drive, I have a laptop, I can just add more movies, take them off. Stuck on an airport in Germany for six hours. Fine, I can watch a couple Transformer movies. Stuck on a plane for 15 hours going to Dubai. Yeah, I can watch a couple Transformer movies. They're good for that kind of stuff for me. Well, and see, it's funny because I saw the first one and I liked it. And I saw this, and, and, and there's a bunch of other people I know that liked it. Then the second one came out, and no, none of the people that I know that liked the first one liked it. The critics hated it, yeah, absolutely hated it. And so much of the fan base said it was even worse than the first one or whatever, but damned if it didn't make a shitload of money. Um, and I'm one of the fan. I, I don't mind the second one. Um, but I mean, yeah, was it as good as the first one? No, but that's not saying much. Um, um, the third one, <clears throat> I think, was an improvement on both of the first two. Um, it's yeah, my they, favorite in the uh, series. Um, uh, yeah, but, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it's my favorite in the series simply because while the first one had some great parts, it also had parts that when I rewatch it, I don't mind if the commercial breaks come in between those parts because they don't, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but the third one, uh, my favorite scene in all of those movies is now you go, they go to the moon and then you find out there's those Decepticons that were laying dormant there and they make their way down to earth. And there's that, that crazy freeway chase with Ironhide and, uh, a bunch of the other, uh, you know, and there's th- that's my favorite scene. And now it does end up, it does result in the death of, uh, of Ironhide, but eh. Um, but th- it's it's shortly after that, also that you find out that Sentinel Prime uh, betrayed the whole, you know, the Autobots. Anyways, right. he's in league with Megatron, but and then they proceed to take over uh, the city of Chicago. Uh, with the help of Patrick Dempsey, that fuck ass. Um, he, um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, and then you you get basically the apocalypse. Right. Uh, it's horrific. It's violent on a scale that the other movies hadn't even accomplished yet. I mean, the it's second a, one kind yeah, of approached it. It's a Peter, Peter Bay movie. It's like, oh my God, more shit's blowing up. It's just well, yeah, scale. And that's the thing, and that's the thing, and and the the first one I said, wow, it's PG thirteen rated uh, toy commercial. Okay, the second one was more PG thirteen. Uh, and there there were parts of it where I said, wow, wow, a little bit more graphic, and that may have actually gotten a stronger rating. Um, in fact, uh. But then for the third one, I said, wow, honestly, they should create a rating that they don't use very often that sits between PG-13 and R, because R was too strong, PG-13, probably not, because it is, it, it was a new level of violence for those movies, because they're, Bay does not hold back in blowing shit up, and he doesn't pull punches when it comes to uh, violence and death on large scale numbers. No. Okay. But, but I think that is probably like the most captain obvious thing ever said is that Michael Bay doesn't pull punches on blowing shit up. 
No. And and you know what? If you look at his entire back catalog, um, when he's making an action movie, there are body counts. I mean, yeah. Pearl Harbor, Armageddon. Yes. yes. Um, uh, the 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 Bad Boys movies. I mean, Didn't they are they have significant levels of violence, and they are they are filled with characters that are cannon father or. Um, or, um, or their background characters that you know will die in the hundreds. Um, and the Transformers, honestly, sometimes I'm shocked with the shit they get away with in those movies, simply because it's a Hasbro-owned property right? from a toy line, and sometimes I, I watch those movies, I'm like, huh, yeah, really? Like they didn't censor it, but all right. So the uh, so the, well, the let's talk about the trailer say, for a minute. We haven't talked okay. about the trailer at all. So let's let's talk about the trailer. So is that? Do you think that's Unicron? Um, I think it is. But what I think is, um, I think they're going to introduce Unicron, and I think I'm, I, I think I think he's going to have a bigger presence later. Um, I don't know if Unicron is going to have, I don't think he's going to be the big bad because they've already said that they've got outlines for six and seven. And while he might be the big bad and he might be the ultimate villain, he's a big enough character. I mean, size wise and uh, story wise, (laughs) I think he's big enough that they could spread him over two movies and set him up here. Um, I am very curious to see what they're going to do with him. And I am very curious to see if they're going to um, use him and use him up in this movie or if they have a bigger plan for him. Um, Because sometimes within these movies, uh, sometimes they set up these villains and... Kind of like they don't know what to do with them. Right. And and then, well, that goes for the Autobots, too. Sometimes they put them in, they don't know what to do with them. <clears throat> but you get characters like the Fallen in the second one. I, I don't think they really knew what to do with them. They had a neat idea and sort of fizzled at the end. Uh, the third one, not so much because they had Sentinel Prime. And he was absolutely badass. And he was well-realized all the way through. And then... The, the, the fourth one finally introduced the character I'd been waiting for was Galvatron. Um, I haven't seen the fourth Mega- one yet. Um, well, Galvatron's in there, but um, he's in every way. He's literally Megatron light. He didn't have as significant a role as nearly as significant a role as Megatron did in the other movies. And now, you know me. I'm a bigger fan of Galvatron than yeah. I am of Megatron. Yeah. So in the movie and then the third season of the, the old cartoon, I love the Galvatron. Yeah, that's there. the only Transformer custom I've ever made was that Galvatron I made for you. Um, that was Shockwave. Oh, um, never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, um, but see, I like like I'm I'm a big fan of Galvatron. You know he. <clears throat> he appealed to me for some reason in a way that just Megatron just never did, I guess. 
I guess it's for the same reason why I like Cobra Commander, but I love Destro. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's kind of one of those things. But Galvatron in the fourth one, he was not well utilized. He did not have nearly the, the size role that I thought he might have. But I, I actually thought that he was going to be a case where maybe they were setting him up to use him later because the big villain in the in the fourth one was a bounty hunter basically named Lockdown. And honest to God, Galvatron didn't have a big part. And I don't even know if he plays into this one. I don't know because I've heard that Megatron is back. Yeah, now, I don't know. I, I, don't, don't, I, I have no clue. I mean, did people, you know, I've said that like nobody I know likes the baby movies. Well, that's not entirely true. But the people that I do know that do like the, uh, you with exception of you, that do like the Bayformer movies that saw the fourth one, most of the people that do like the Bayformer movies didn't like the fourth one. Um, okay, let me put it this way. It was the which first Which kind of sucks, spot. which kind of disappoints um, me because I like, um, um, Oh, my mind just went blank. Who was the actor in that? Was that... Um... Mark Wahlberg. Thank you. Mark Wahlberg is in that. I like Mark Wahlberg. Um, I didn't so much mind him in that movie, but he seemed to be sort of lost. I don't mean lost as in he didn't know what to do, but it's like the rest of the human cast around him did not... They weren't strong characters I heard at the all. word forced a lot. A lot, yeah. He, From he people that be, saw that. Yeah, he seemed to be a little out of his depth because it's like he, he just, he wasn't... And he's um, in the new one. He's in, saw him in the trailer yeah. today. Well, he's he's in this one, and, and I'm, I'm hoping that he feels like a more complete character because um, even though he was the main character in the last one, he seemed to get lost in the shuffle every time he was on the screen, which is odd because that isn't something I could say for Sam. That's not even no. something that I could say for for uh, Agent Simmons. No. The, uh, the actor, I can't remember his name no, I now. I can't either. Um, he's coming back for this one. Um, I was wondering if I – I thought that's – yeah. And then some yeah, of the Simmons, like Special yeah. Forces guys yeah. look like they're back in it too, um, which, yeah, was, which um, was what I, I liked think- from the – from the uh, the movies, I, I like the special forces guys. I know Josh Dumel is back, and I think I think I read that Tyrese is back. I don't think he's going to be a main character, but I think he's back. Um, and Josh Dumel, yes, he's back. Um, and uh, and then um, and then they've got yeah Simmons is Simmons is back, and um, and then uh, the Autobots. Uh, the new ones from the last movie, I think they're I th- I think they're all coming back. But uh, now I'm gonna have to go see the fourth one before I see the fifth one. Um, wait until the week before you see the fifth one. Don't worry about it before then. Yeah, um, because, I don't intend to. Um, now for me, now I again I'm a fan. I think the fourth one had problems, and I think it's because even it's crazy. And plot hole filled as a lot of the movies tend to be, at least I feel like they all came together in the one ridiculous psychedelic vision that that Bay had. <laughs> the fourth one, I feel like had weak spots because it, it seemed to be 
like it was a couple different scripts that they put together. Yeah. There were things that were, I don't know, there were things that were weaker than I think they, they could have been. Um, and one of them was Galvatron. He, he wasn't, he didn't have a big part. He wasn't really well utilized. And it turns out they weren't setting him up because supposedly Megatron's back in this one. I don't know. So then, but, the, so then the, let's talk, go back to the trailer again. So the, the two big things that people are talking about is this Unicron and is this finally Nemesis Prime? Um, what do you think? Because you see, you see Optimus Prime and he's kicking Autobot ass. So people are saying, oh, it's finally Nemesis Prime. But nah, I, I think it's. I, I think he's mind controlled. Yeah, that's what I'm going to I'm pretty sure that he's. Um, I'm pretty sure that that the creators of the Transformers that, that he's going to find in the, in the movies. Uh, I do know that they're not particularly happy with, um, the way prime, uh, was the leader that he was because, you know, he, he's a, he's a good, well-rounded, uh, leader warrior, but you know, he's a, he's not a, uh, he's not a ruthless conqueror and like, and the way I think the creators sort of hoped he would be, so I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna sort of take him over and try to mold him into that. So I think if he's going after the other Autobots, it's because I I think he's um, yeah I think he's being forced into it. I think or, or he's coerced into it. I don't no I don't think it's Nemesis Prime. I don't either. As much. As much sense as that as I think that would make, I I think they also don't necessarily want people to be confused if there's a second uh, Optimus Prime because a lot of times um, Transformers mythos they they have alternate versions of the characters yes. and and sometimes it's hard to tell if they're actually replacements or if they're um other characters or, or if they're supposed to be separate characters in fact nemesis prime is one that i think he's been treated both ways and i find him to be kind of confusing simply for that reason i think galvatron was kind of like that at first he was to, yes at first is this megatron is it reincarnated is galvatron his own entity what at, at, at first Megatron <clears throat> was destroyed, and his, not even his consciousness, his, his, his base program was reincarnated in, or in, in a new body built by Unicron uh, called Galvatron. Later on, Galvatron turns out to be nuts and literally out of his damn mind. Um, <clears throat> and that's because I think the program that was Megatron corrupted and I think he didn't, he lost his faculties, uh, all the marbles gone. Um, and and I think when Megatron came back later, they were somehow separated into two distinct characters. And I think in the different iterations of Transformers since, I think that's happened a few times where sometimes I don't know maybe it was Armada or Energon or one of those. One of those series from the early 2000s, I, I think they literally were two completely distinct characters. Like, I think 
they sort of coexisted. And I don't know if Nemesis Prime is supposed to be that or if he's supposed to be the corrupted version of Optimus Prime. I or, think he's supposed to be the corrupted version of Optimus Prime, is my understanding. Um, now, if this is Nemesis Prime, that would be interesting, I think. I, I'm curious to see how they would handle that. But at the same time, um, Optimus Prime, in the, in the last one, um, he, he's, he's war-weary, he's traumatized by the number of Autobots he's lost, He's angry. He's he's pretty bitter towards the humans in general, and he's really he's pissed off because um, because he feels like his leadership and and for all the for all, for all the ass he's kicked in these movies, he doesn't feel like it's enough. So he was sort of acting a little angrier than Prime. In general, like his disposition was a little off, anyways. So, I don't, I'll be honest, if something happened and he got fucked up and he starts this movie out in a, in a, in a wacky state, I don't know if it'd feel all that much different from the last movie, anyways. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's, I, not sent, it's not uh, Nemesis Prime just based on something as simple as a paint job. You know what? Honestly, I don't see them. I mean, we've got robot. We've got a robot that can transform into a vehicle. Why wouldn't it be able to? You know, I mean, we watched Bumblebee turn in from a '70s Camaro, restructured itself into a, you know, a 2000 whatever Camaro just by scanning it. If it's if it's Nemesis Prime. Nemesis Prime is black and purple. Well, if I, I, I think it, I think, I think it would not, it would not look like Optimus Prime. It, no, that's why I'm going See, with the, with the mind control like you do. It's it's not Optimus. It's not it's no. not Nemesis Prime. If you know what, if they were going to introduce Nemesis Prime into the the Michael Bay universe, I would have said that the last movie was actually the perfect time to do it because what they did in that movie was after the Battle of Chicago, there's there's all kinds of wreckage left behind and there were a lot of dead Transformers. Well, the humans got a hold of some of those carcasses and they started trying to deprogram or hack into them or learn as much as they could about the artificial alien intelligence that makes them the beings that the Transformers are. Well, they found a way to try to synthesize some of that and approximate it. That is what Galvatron was. That is what, although he did have the spark that Megatron lost, um, Bumblebee also had uh, kind of an evil um, counterpart. These are synthetically created Transformers where they don't operate like the Transformers, but they're as close to replicating them as humans could get. And if they were going to go with Nemesis Prime, I think that would have been a perfect time to do it. Um, But at the same time, uh, like I said, Galvatron kind of got 
lost in the shuffle, and I don't know if that would have been a good time to introduce him or not. But if this is Nemesis Prime, I'm curious what they've done with Optimus Prime, if he's replaced him or if he's being held somewhere, you know, that type of... Don't know. I don't think it's Nemesis Prime, though. No, probably not. I think it's just Optimus Prime, and he's screwed up somehow. And they'll get him back. He'll come back at the end. Now, I I did see comments like, oh, who are these... Who who are all these other robots that we're seeing? Because I get the feeling that... I don't think the lineup of the the Transformers that are going to be in this... I don't think it's it's widely known yet, um, besides... Uh, Bumblebee, uh, Hot Rod, he, he, he's a new addition to it. Um, but I don't know, besides them, I, I think... Hot Rod, like the last Rodimus Prime Hot Rod? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, he, like he, he's a new addition. So, I mean, so we're talking like Rodimus Prime is going to be in this. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, that, that, uh, the interview. orange and black robot that you see uh, floating down to Earth, uh, it's like he's like he's jettisoning down to Earth or whatever from the trailer. That's him. Wow. Uh, that's Hot Rod. Um, so are they, uh, so they, they going to call him Hot Rod or is he going to be another Prime then? I don't know. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I, I And I don't know simply because I don't know if it's been revealed yet. Um, gotcha. Um, but the... Um, there's other, there's other characters in the, in that trailer. I don't know who they're supposed to be. Um, I do know that I think from the last movie, the new Autobots that were introduced were Hound, Drift, um, um, Crosshairs, and, uh, there was another, there were, there were one or two other ones that were introduced, and I think they're all coming back. Um, I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I hounds looked like really interesting. I loved the way they handled hound. And okay, start with the fact that John Goodman did the voice, and John oh, really? Goodman is awesome, and I love that guy. And uh, I've seen just about uh, well, I've seen a, a good number of the things he's been in, and I love that guy's voice. Yeah, I mean, he's just. I didn't He's know he great. did Hound. His presence is awesome, and he plays Hound as John Goodman would play a disgruntled robot uh, 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 or a disgruntled, trigger-happy veteran robot. I mean, he's awesome. I nice. love that character, and I hope he has a significant role, and I hope he keeps going in the series because he's a lot of fun. Um, the uh, Crosshair's... He, he was generic in the last movie. I don't know. Maybe he'll have a big part. Maybe not. Maybe there's other robots they're bringing in. I'm not quite sure. We're five um, movies deep into this. Where are the fucking combiners already? I want to see uh, aerial bots. I want to see combaticons. I want to see stunticons. Well, yeah, but don't forget, they've used a lot of characters here and there that then, you know, they use them a little differently. Like, uh, like, um, um, uh, Leadfoot, uh, what was he? Was he a combatic? No, he was. Um, Wasn't was he anything. Throttlebot. Uh, maybe I can't remember. Huh? Maybe he's not. Not any of the combiners that I'm familiar oh, with. Oh, okay. Um, um, well, 
Um, but yeah, because if you, I don't know, maybe, who knows? I mean, I know that this thing is going to explore some of the origins of the Transformers. Um, which I kind of, know that, which is, as a complete aside, I would like to see on the big screen, I would like to see the fall of Cybertron. I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big video game player at all. I don't, I don't own a console of any sort. But I love the art. I love the Transformers, the actual toys from the fall of Cybertron, line of Cybertron. I would love to see that on big screen. Um, the, all, I the, have a f- all the Cybertronian Transformer stuff, I love those things. Um, I have a that. feeling if it's not this movie that we actually see the fall of Cybertron. Um, you know, because you saw it. There was highlights of it in the third movie. Um, but yeah, I it just kind of like wet my whistle, though. You know, I mean, we had a whole video game. In, I mean, the the Dinobots from the fall of Cybertron were phenomenal. I love those things. I mean, I did an Iron Man custom based off of the artwork that they came out for those. The figures were some... The, the, I was disappointed in some of the figures, but some of the figures were fucking awesome. That's the only Bumblebee figure I own, is uh, the Fall of Cybertron Bumblebee. Um, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if the Bumblebee movie will have any of that, because uh, I read a rumor that it actually might show Bumblebee some of the... Bumblebee movie? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, Bumblebee's getting his own movie. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, that... That was one of my biggest complaints about the Transformers toys. I go into any toy store. What is the one Transformer I find? Fucking Bumblebee. Here's one that's yellow and black. Here's one that's black and yellow. I am sick to fucking death of Bumblebee Transformers. Yeah, well, you know who's not? Michael Bay. Right. Um, well, you know what's funny is this, this series of movies, every time one comes out, Michael Bay insists that he's not, that he's not coming back for the next one. Yeah, I've heard that. Every single time. Yep. I just wait until the day that Michael Bay says, all right, I'm coming back. You know what I think think it is? he said that after the first one. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then they talked, well, he said they talked me into the second one. And he came back for the third one. And after that, they said, he's not doing a fourth one. So he did the fourth one. And after the fourth one, he said, that's it. I'm really, I'm done. I'm like, I, I've got other movies I want to make. So they announced that he's directing the fifth one. So after <laughs> the fifth one comes out next year, uh, when Michael Bay insists that he's not going to do number six, uh, I'll just do what I've done for the last ones and just say, whatever. Yes, wait, give it. It's like, give him three months and he'll sign on. Because you know what? I think he likes doing these. And... And I think he has a vision for the way they should be handled. And and I think he just, I don't think it's a control freak thing so much as I think he just wants, I think he wants them to be, uh, to fit a certain aesthetic. And well, I respect I think he that. knows that nobody I mean, else is going to you know, do it that way. John, why John Favreau didn't do Iron Man 3 is because he couldn't, they wouldn't let him do his own thing. Well, and, and as that's much where, as Iron Man three sucked ass, yeah. I respect John well, Favreau that's, that's for saying no. That, I won't be part of this, and backed out on it. 
Well, and that's why I'm glad that Paramount and Hasbro do give Michael Bay that leeway because he can make them the way he wants to. And it it's it's like uh, love love the movies or hate the movies, like Michael Bay or hate Michael Bay, doesn't matter. At least you know he's sticking. He he's getting to make the movies the way he wants to, yeah. unlike what John Favreau got to do, and unlike or didn't and unlike what happened with Edgar Wright when he left Ant Man and they had to find somebody else because he he didn't want you know he couldn't do the world he didn't want to do the world building he wanted to make the heist movie where you know uh marvel said well yeah you, you know you, you you have to include shield and you have to include all this and edgar wright said well you know when i started this it was just a movie about a guy that steals a suit and they said well not that anymore because we have this thing and right you know he decided not to do it and well, that's exactly why john favreau didn't want to do Iron Man 3, so he didn't want to do the world-building thing. Yeah, but you know what? really wish we could have seen his version of Iron Man 3, because... I think it would um, have been completely different. Well, and by different, you mean completely 100% better. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, my, my big problem with the idea of Michael Bay not making... Yeah, okay. It probably wouldn't be as loud or crazy as the other movies are. But I think no matter who did the next Transformers, I I don't know that it would... Uh, you know, a lot of people would say it'd be a good thing if it didn't feel like the rest of the series. But after this many movies, I don't think you're right. You know, like, I think my theory is that if they continue with making the movies... That's a big if. Who knows? I, I can't see the future on that. I mean, you know, the, the properties has existed for, what, 30-some-odd years now, 35-some-odd years. So yeah. um, it's not going anywhere. I mean, they keep making new Transformers. They keep, which, I mean, they keep making them. But they, it's, it's, it's Hasbro, which means they keep repainting Transformers, which is why I didn't buy the last Combaticon set is because it was just all repaints, which pissed me off. But, you know, that's Hasbro. They repaint stuff. Anyway, if they keep making these movies, and if someone else does them besides Michael Bay, I predict the first person that makes a Transformers movie that isn't Michael Bay, they retcon it. They start over from scratch. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think Hasbro would let them. I don't know about that, because then it's like, whole bunch of new stuff to sell no no because they'd say you've already got a series going that's five movies deep why would you start over now not when yeah you know what not when they make as much money as they do honestly it isn't like it's not a situation like with what happened to spider-man where you know the first two are great nobody likes the third one and and you know, because it didn't. Well, because look, it sucked. I, I, it was. A I mean, movie. it was. It, it was the same director from the first two, but it still feels like it doesn't belong with the rest of the series. It feels the Which, way Iron Man three did. Now yeah, it, it was a product of having a different person behind it, but yeah. Sam Raimi was so 
he was so uh, roped in to what they wanted to do that he ended up having to do a bunch of stuff. Like, I mean, they basically told him, well, you're putting Venom in it. He said, well, I wasn't planning to. Well, you're going to put Venom in it. Well, but I don't know what I would do with him. Well, just do the best you can. And look what happened. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, And Venom's, you know, like one of my favorite comic book characters. And it's, it's, and that it's like how, as much as I love Venom, that, no. It didn't belong in that movie. No, it did not. It needed to be its own movie because, I mean, goddamn it, it's a fucking space alien, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe hadn't progressed that far yet. No, and and the fact is, and and the fact is, um, he didn't belong in that. But Marvel said you've gone three movies and you haven't put Venom in. Why haven't you put Venom in? And well, that's why because Sam Raimi wasn't ready to do it yet. Um, and you know now that now that Spider-Man's back in with Marvel, now I think you know not not in the next Spider-Man movie, but in the next few Spider-Man movies, now I think they could do Venom because you know we've we are progressed into to knowing aliens exist. Right, and and if they um, if they do uh, if they do Venom. Uh, you know, he will be the significant villain. He won't be shoehorned in, and I do think that he will feel like he will feel like the Venom that everybody wanted yes. that Venom to be, but um, you know what? I think a big part of that problem with that Venom was not only could you tell that, that, that Sam Raimi didn't want to use him, but you can also tell that I don't think he really knew enough about Venom because well first of all Toe for Grace really? really yeah to- the casting is uh, horrible on that um uh but but even even beyond that you you can tell that uh that like uh the Sandman was a great character but um and then wait who was the other villain um oh I forgot um but you know what I don't Amongst the many problems that that movie had, Venom was part of it, but part of it, honestly, oh, again, uh, Green Goblin again. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. It was the Junior Goblin, yeah. and that was awful. Yeah, um, it was horrible. Um, you know, thing is, uh, yeah. So Iron Man three gets a different director. Doesn't feel like part of the same series. Spider-Man 3 has the same director, doesn't feel like part of the same series. Um, And I really think that if somebody besides Michael Bay did these movies, and and they continued on, I don't think... I don't... I don't think it would feel like the same series. And yeah, some people would say that's an improvement, but in this case... Well, that's why I think that, you know... That's why I think they will wreck on it. They will start over from scratch. No, you know what? I just and the one reason I think they won't is simply because the absolutely ridiculous success that these movies have done. I mean, showing that that you know it doesn't matter what direction this franchise goes, people are going to eat it up. And and after 
and if they and if they were to just radically change the whole thing up, do something completely different, um, I mean, if they waited ten years, sure, maybe, but you know, part of the problem with like Amazing Spider-Man. Now, I really like that movie. That to me, I still felt like, um, well, that to me felt like it was the first step towards what they ended up doing where they ended up giving Marvel access to Spider-Man. It, it felt to me like, like they were trying to, to create something that, that, that might be able to be fit into, I, I don't know if it was active, but that, that Peter Parker to me and that Spider-Man to me felt like if they had ever decided to, they could put him in the Marvel movies, and it would fit. Whereas Tobey Maguire Spider-Man never in a million years would have fit in any of the Marvel movies. No. Um, but uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man did feel like he could make that leap if 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 they decided to. Um, but um, uh, and and I guess it's the same way. Like I do think that in some ways, Ray Stevenson's Punisher could have maybe fit into the Marvel uh, movies if they wanted it because it was so, you know, it was so crazy and comic book accurate. Whereas Thomas Jane's Punisher in a million years never would have fit in the MCU. Anywhere. I don't agree with that. Um, That's uh, actually fairly comic book accurate if you read the right series. Really? Yes. Um, <clears throat> huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> I mean, not to not some of some of it. I mean, not the not the whole thing to be sure, but quite a bit of it. Um, and I like Thomas James the Punisher. I thought he I thought he did a bang up job. No, uh, well, maybe it's because I haven't read enough comics, Punisher comics. But to me, um, yeah, the Ray Stevenson version always felt like um, the Punisher, the way he'd been portrayed. And yeah, I never, it's never read any. Punisher books where the Thomas Jane version never felt like it was uh, accurate. It no, always no, felt it like was, to me. there was there was definitely a time where I mean the his the neighbors that were in there and the Russian, yeah, very comic book accurate. Well, no, I know that stuff was. I I mean the Punisher himself uh, never felt like a Punisher that we had seen. Yeah, I'm not no, talking about and the other yeah, and I I think it. Like I said, some of it, not all of it, but some of it is, is I think, is pretty accurate. Well, and the way they changed his origin was odd. I mean, yeah, yeah they killed the family off, but it wasn't in New York. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, why, why are you going to move it to Florida? That was an know. odd choice. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but... And I, of course, am a huge Punisher fan. Probably my second favorite, right behind Iron Man. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely parts of that movie I absolutely love, and there's definitely parts of that movie I absolutely hate. Well, um, I don't think ever... I don't think I, I ever asked you, what did you think of John Barenthal? I mean, did you like him? John Barenthal. Yeah, you know, in the in the in the Netflix uh, series. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. Um, 
I'm pretty right now. I'm pretty open minded to letting it to to. I mean the way the way Marvel has progressed with the movies and in the, the cinematic universe and the TV. I I am open to. I was very impressed with Daredevil. I've I've we still haven't finished Jessica Jones. I've enjoyed the Shield that I've watched to this point, which is the first two seasons. Um. So you know, I, I've I've definitely been open to letting them explore and come up with you know develop these comic book characters in these in these roles. So I am I cannot wait for the the Punisher series. Well, you know what's funny is Marvel they've done so much they've done so much right and so consistently. That anytime they announce a cast for a movie, I honestly, my only attitude is, it. I, I don't have any negative feelings because I, honest to God, I just trust Marvel. I trust they know what they're doing. I trust they're gonna they're gonna do it the way their vision says they will, and that it will be well handled. I. Yeah, I can't imagine them casting anybody in the future that that I would say, "Wow, that completely sucks," and and that's just that's that's the wrong way to go. I don't think. I mean, I'm not going to say that Marvel can't do wrong. Uh, it's just when it comes to the elements that they're putting into the movies, like the cast and 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 the creators, I don't see. I don't see them breaking the streak anytime soon. I don't either. I um, just the, I, I think a lot of it goes to the fact of who they're getting in these movies. They are getting A-list actors in comic book movies. Well, Academy but, Award-winning actors are lining up to be in these movies, and I well, think that goes a long way for that it, because uh, it's yeah. it's names that you know. It's not just comic book fans that are going to these movies. You know, I mean, people are going to this that have, you know, people like my wife. They have no idea who this person is. They don't know anything about the backstory. My step, my mother-in-law watches Marvel movies. My mom watches Mar- Marvel movies. They don't know. They know less than my wife does. My wife, at least, is exposed to it, you know, here at home. But they love these movies because they're good movies because... My mom loves old movies. She sees these A-list actors that she knows from movies that she's familiar with in these movies. I mean, Robert Redford in fucking Winter Soldier. I mean, Jesus Christ, she grew up watching Robert Redford. She knows who that is, and he plays a phenomenal role in Winter Soldier. And she, you know, is like, okay, yeah, I like that movie. That was great. Robert Redford was awesome in that. You don't see him as bad guy very often. Well... You know what? Um, honestly, there, you know what? There's another. There's another point. I'm not changing the subject. It it it's another side to that same coin. There's another point with these Transformers movies. Every time one comes out, there is some A-list Academy Award-winning actor starring in it. Uh, and uh, Francis McDormand from Fargo was in the third one. Last last uh, last movie at Stanley Tucci, uh, and and now this movie you got Anthony Hopkins, 
it's like these I <clears throat> these huge. I was amazed to see Anthony Hopkins as much as he as much as I've heard him bitch about not wanting to be in Thor anymore, and he's in Transformers Five. I know, I know. See, that's what I mean. The the, the Transformers movies, they've got a say what say what you will. They've got a lot of gravitas, and I don't know that Hasbro would want them to to undo all of that and now suddenly take a risk on a property that might not be as successful. The yeah. Marvel movies, um, again, we talked about this once on the podcast. They got Sigourney Weaver to play the villain in The Defenders. I don't know who she's playing, but I can't believe they got Sigourney Weaver. Right. Um, to do a TV, Russell, a, in, a cable it, TV, like a not even a network TV. I mean, it's a it's a subscription yeah, you're right, and and it's not it's not a big screen thing. It's not a t it's not a TV thing. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a video service thing. Um, I mean, um, and then um, you got a um, well, and you got you got these actors that um, um, like these characters that go completely out of nowhere, like John C. Riley. Yeah, he's he's a movie star. He doesn't do TV, and so he was in that movie. But I mean, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. But honest to God, he's a character that if they changed his look and they decided to add him into one of these these Netflix series, I think I think he would do awesome because he's an amazing dramatic actor along with being a funny comedian. Um, but I could see him coming back. And, and doing one of these Netflix things. I mean, I could see, um, you know, I can easily see. Like if um, they did Nova or something like that. Yeah. I mean, how, how or how cool would it be if, uh, uh, now, now, oh yeah, because yesterday they announced uh, Luke Cage is definitely, most definitely getting a season two, yeah, which, that. duh, because the numbers were huge for the first one. Uh, the first season, the numbers are going to be huge for Defender, so of course they're going to give him a, a second season. But um, I'm curious to see who they're going to bring in for that, because honestly, now that now that Sigourney Weaver is doing this, I think all bets are off. I, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to see what else they're going to do because if they're going to start getting big name actors for the Netflix series, is right. Uh, I just I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think anything is I think anything is open. I mean, I was I I what I would like to see, and I think they're kind of doing this is there was is kind of the the Marvel Knights, the Marvel Marvel Edge, were kind of the adult series in the Marvel universe in the well, not the Marvel universe, but the Marvel titles. Anything under Marvel Knights title or Marvel uh, Marvel Max um, was kind of more edgy, more violent, more dark. I think that's kind of what they're doing with Netflix. I mean, Jessica Jones, Cage, Daredevil was under Marvel Knights for a while. It was pretty, ed- from what I recall, it was pretty edgy. Punisher's been in, in both of those. Um I think it there was a really good run. It wasn't very long of um, Blade in the Marvel Max series in the Marvel under the Marvel Max title. 
it, it had fantastic <coughs> art. It was great storyline. I would like that's what I would like to see next is is a Blade series. I mean, I know Wesley Snipes has said that he would he would play Blade again. I don't think they'd bring him back only because I think they'd want to get a younger actor. Uh, that's kind of what I he, he said. I, he's he. All I know is that uh, he said that he would be up for it if it was up. He said it was up to Marvel. He said he he's made his intentions known that he would pick the role back up. I like him as Blade. I think he's phenomenal. He's a vampire, so if he's older, who gives a fuck? You know. Well, um, but, yeah, no, I think they would get him back. I don't know if they'd get him back to play Blade himself. I think um, they. I think they could. I, I don't but, see there's any reason that. I mean, vampires are ageless, so he ages a little bit. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I. I. I would like to see him back. I like Wesley well, Snipes. No, no, I would dude, like to see I'm him back. I'm talking about. On the part of the filmmakers, I Personally, understand. That. Yeah, I know what you're saying. If they're going to make another Blade, dude, I'd love to see him come back. Yeah, he was. He made those movies. Like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I, yeah. I think they. I would. I agree with 100. percent I don't think that they will bring him back. I'm just saying that he said that they will do it. I don't think I'd want to see anybody else play Blade. I mean, again, Marvel, trust them, go with them. Right. They know what they're doing. Whoever they announce would probably be great. I, I, I think he he might be one of the legacy movie characters that if they decided to recast him, I think it might be one of the few problems that uh, I think I'd have with it. Only because I think it would just it would just feel uh, point it would just feel like recasting for the sake of recasting. Where um, they're going to do something is, with him, I oh I will guarantee you they went out of their the, at, in, in one fell swoop. They got the rights back to Ghost Rider, Punisher, and Blade. They went out of their way to get those three rights back. I was gonna say, yeah, you don't go, you don't go after those rights to get them back just just to have them, just to get them back under the Marvel banner. No, you you go after that stuff if you're, you know, if you have to actually use it. Yeah, um, and we've seen Ghost Rider, not the <clears throat> not the traditional Ghost. Well, the. I guess he's the current one in the comic books. I'm I was gonna say he's the, yeah he's the new Ghost Rider. So. I, I haven't I haven't read Ghost Rider. I have a full run of the original Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. I mean, I have a full run of that comic book. My number one is in near mint condition. It's like one of the best books in my collection. I'm very very proud of that book. I got it for a hell of a deal. But anyway, <coughs> um, they went out of their way to get those three characters back. We've seen Ghost Rider, we've seen Punisher. Blade's just uh, a matter you know of time. What? Brian, hang on a second. Pause the recording. Um, I gotta do a reboot. My laptop keeps flashing. Uh, check your Wi-Fi connection. I'm surprised. I'm surprised I'm not going in and out. On- and all right, so just a little technical hiccup there, and it's you know general geekery. So hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just talking before we started recording that. I started watching House MD thanks to Netflix. And I told Brian I really think that Hugh Laurie would make an amazing J. Jonah Jameson. I think that's brilliant. If, uh, uh, I yeah, think. I watched, and I was saying that I, I watched it um, when I was in Afghanistan. I was assigned for uh, a month to a kind of a slow base um, with a smaller population. I was the only medic on the base, so... I had a lot of free time. Like I was saying earlier, 12 hours is a long time 
to it's sit, a long shift. sit in a clinic and not see patients. I was sleeping in my clinic, so basically it's 24 hours in a clinic and not Damn. see patients. So <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so it, I, I watched a lot of House, and I, I enjoyed it, and, you know, I don't, I'm not... As a medical professional, I tend not to watch medical TV shows because I just can't stomach the stupid that well, normally goes funny, into them. Well, it's funny because that's why I asked if you had watched it because I know you're not – yeah, I know you don't watch like you, – you don't tend to watch a lot of – like you don't watch the, the shows about medics or anything because, no. yeah, it, it's kind of dumb. Yeah, I, I – because, <clears throat> yeah, most of them are just like, okay, you're doing what for what and that's – incredibly stupid nah but house wasn't like i think house was actually pretty good because i mean some of the like really weird shit i mean i had one of those patients one time that you know there's like it turned out i had a tapeworm in his brain and that's why he was having seizures and like yeah i had that patient one time that's funny because i was wondering about about if uh if if some of the some of the crazy conditions they have not that they'd be impossible but I wondered if if it was stuff that that you actually would see, and and I'm uh, sure enough. Yeah, yeah, the, um, they had one. It's tapeworm in the brain, and for me, uh, happens in um, Hispanic population because they tend not to cook their pork all the way through. Really? Yeah, and uh, you get a um, cerebral tapeworm, and I I had a little kid. Uh, I don't know, probably, geez, probably been at least ten years ago that. It was season when we got there, and we couldn't. We just kept giving them drugs, and we couldn't get the seizures to stop. And they got to the ER, and they ended up putting them in a phenobarbital coma because they couldn't get the seizures to stop. And um, oh my god, that sounds horrid. Oh yeah, it was it was terrible. I mean, it's just. I mean, the kid was probably maybe three or four years old, and um, the, oh my god, the ER doc came out uh, and saw us before. We cleared the hospital and said, yeah, he's got a tapeworm in his brain. We were like, excuse me? You want to run that one by me again? Because I don't think I heard you correctly. Oh, my God. Like, That's horrific. Yeah, it was, It was. yeah, they, they basically had to paralyze him to stop the seizures. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because there was, the, the episode I watched today, like, there was a there was a motorcycle accident, and this kid got, <clears throat> got this burns all over his body, and. Yeah, they they had him in a in in a medically induced coma because they were trying to figure out, you know what the, what the problem was besides the burns. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it was the same type of. Yeah, that was one of those scenarios. I wondered if there was a if if that was if if that was kind of a a, a fictional thing or if you'd actually see something like that. Oh no! Yeah, the stuff that you see on houses actually. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that I'm like, yeah, I've I've heard of that or seen it. You know, doing clinical rotations and ICUs and stuff like that for various parts of my training. But yeah, no, I, I had, if you keep watching it, yeah, you, you'll see one tapeworm in the brain. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm past the halfway mark in season two. Now I think it, it has to be season seven. two or uh, season three. Cause I don't think I got past season three, <laughs> season three. Yeah. Cause I know there's, there's seven seasons of it. And well, I'm, I'm really enjoying it right now. Um, I, I can see it. I can see it being a show where, um, <clears throat> at some point, um, it, it'll start to. Not that the, 
not that the medical issues will start to repeat themselves. No. But I, I have a feeling that... The show is very formulaic, Yeah, that the, the characters... There's not a ton of character growth so <laughs> no, far. Not and, at all. And, and, and I can see that sort of continue. And I don't mean just with House, but I mean like... In general. Because uh, you got Dr. Foreman, Dr. Cameron, and Dr. Chase, and they're mm. all basically the same characters that yes. they were <clears throat> in the beginning. And then there's his friend, Dr. Wilson, and there's Dr. Cuddy, who runs the hospital, yes. and they're all the same characters a season and a half in that they were early on. Not yeah. a lot of growth, so no, I can see... It doesn't It doesn't change. I mean, well, uh, I like I said, I didn't... I don't think I got... I might have gotten into season four, but... Like I said, I was watching this shit back to back, and you know, I would get the—I was getting the DVDs from the Hodgies, so you know, a season was like ten bucks. <laughs> so, you know, uh, well, yeah, because I—I watch it on you know Netflix, so I can you know I I can binge watch it, and and I have been, and um, <clears throat> it's a it's a show that I'm greatly enjoying it for now. I was just curious if you had seen it. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Um, but after a while, it's like, okay, he's in a bad mood. Somebody's got a weird condition. He's going to guess wrong twice. Then they're going to figure it out. And then they're going to be cured. (laughs) And sure shit. I mean, like every fucking episode, there's just, I mean, it just, it got too formulaic for me. The medical stuff was interesting, but not enough to get past that the show was formulaic and and i don't think you you probably don't notice that if you if you're watching it week to week but when you're sitting in a clinic in afghanistan with nothing else to do for 24 hours and you watch it you know when you get up in the when you come back from breakfast until it's time to go to bed and that's you know 18 hours and it's like okay you know what this is enough (laughs) over the years i've watched a lot of law and order and I've watched a lot of, um, <clears throat> and I've watched a lot of um, um, Bones, and it, it's sort of the same thing. Law and Order is very after, formulated after too, seasons. because they got something weird that you know they start off the episode with something weird that has absolutely nothing to do with what's going to happen, and then they're gonna go after this one guy, but it's the wrong person, and then they're gonna end up finding out it was this other guy, and then the case is solved. But yeah, I still enjoy um, it. You know what? NCIS does that too. Yeah, but that's the usually one the one reason. I want. Oh no, why, I'm thinking of Law and Order SVU. Sorry. Uh, no, you know what? Law and Order has the same thing. It, it's the same. There, there's there's marginal character growth, yeah. and and it's it's sort of the same. But you know what? NCIS it's a procedural, but it it it, it jumps that hurdle for me. For one reason and one reason only, because the characters are all so bloody likable that it's it's just there's no characters on there that I despise. Unlike every time there was a cast rotation on Law and Order, inevitably there'd be one person on the show that I just I wouldn't like. Yeah, um, or, or Bones, I like the characters in general, but they don't. They don't grow. They don't go anywhere. I mean, I know they did later on, but uh, uh, the first four seasons were, you know, it got to sort of that point. That's why um, I don't watch. Um, I don't watch uh, Big Bang Theory anymore. Uh, you know what? I've been start and stop with that 
for the last few years only because, see, for me, I like how much character growth there has been because they're not the same characters they were to start off with. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But I don't know that I like all the changes they made. Like, I didn't like Howard early on, and even though he's married and they have a kid and he's not the same character he was, he's still unlikable. Um, like, <clears throat> he's a different kind of unlikable, but he's still a dick. Um, and even though Sheldon isn't nearly as ridiculously neurotic as he was to start out with, I don't like, I don't necessarily like uh, the looser, more relaxed Sheldon. Yeah. All right, dude, um, I got to, I got to cut it, yeah. man. Um, but all right. We're, folks, we're at three was, hours here for, yeah. for a show that we had no guest and no topic. We've gone <laughs> like an hour over our normal time, so. Yeah. All right, folks, that was episode 15 of General Geekery. Thanks for listening. Indeed, and tune in next time when we have no idea what we'll be talking about again. Yeah, but hey, we might have a guest. Never know. All right. Thanks All right, for man. listening. Good night. <laughs>